0: Oh, under the oh, couch. Okay. That right. would have been my next guess. I said couch cushions, and my next guess would have been under the couch. This
1: is a cool mug.
0: That is a cool mug. It's like a soup mug.
1: I, th- I think that's actually what it is. There's so much coffee in here, I'm going to shit like a mule after this thing's over.
0: Uh-oh. The goal is to make Miguel, <laughs> shit. Okay. Miguel shit. That's an help. interesting goal. To
2: cleanse him. <laughs> Oh, God. Cleanse of your impurities. Um, maybe I'll go full Kenneth Copeland
1: tonight. Oh, my God. That <laughs> oh God. was kind of funny. You better not shave because you look like you're back in fucking high school if you shave. Yeah, that's a reason I wouldn't want to shave. You card? I I get carded. And I don't like it.
0: If I go, if I do something again, it'll just be goatee. I won't mess with the
2: sides. I worked sides hard you. for this esteemed look and this missing hair on my head. <laughs> like, I, I worked hard for this yeah. 60-year-old game show host
1: look. <laughs> <laughs> I would characterize characterized as that. That's kind of like that's the hipster look now. If you don't have any hair in your head, you grow that beard. Yeah. <laughs> in the right. right clothes, you look like a member of Mumford and Sons. Don't worry. Have yeah, fun with too. rigs, man. <laughs> I do like being uh, malleable
2: when it comes to my presentation. I can take the hat off and be forty-five, or I could uh, keep the hat on and be twenty-five. I could shave. Yeah. I can grow it out, and I can look like I don't speak English. <laughs> I have a I have a <laughs> wide array of looks this is why I I told you in our interview I think I'd be a great person for the job <laughs> <laughs> One of the episodes you weren't on. I'm recording, but this won't make the show. I always say that, and then it makes the show. Well, if there's
0: something that's funny that
2: happens, it yeah, should maybe. make the show. Yeah, it's just a. This is like our intro music. This is our symphony to sort of. Did you, of you hook get your phone up? So, our overture. That's a perfect you word. You got for your it. phone hooked up? I don't. Up no? well, of course not. You are. A real yeah. I really was hoping that Joe Biden would walk out to that song. Instead, oh he ran God. out like the ultimate warrior. Yeah, and, he jogged out
1: that motherfucker. Like, yeah. He was going to look for a steel chair. <laughs> like, and just, <laughs> Who would he have beaten across the back with a steel chair, though? Even Trump. Yeah, he kind of
2: did that. I mean, 300 plus. That would be a good odds. celebrity death match. Oh,
1: they need to bring that back, don't you think? Yeah. There's a rebellion against uh, PC Deepfake. culture, so they could. Oh, Deepfakes fake celebrity
2: death match. Funny That would be shit. fun. <laughs> uh, you saw what South Park or the South Park guys are doing, right? It's a right? brilliant show. Yeah, Trey Parker. Matt Stone and Trey Matt Parker. Stone, Trey Parker. Uh, have you seen mm-hmm. what they're doing? No. They're basically deep. trolling deep fake. Yeah. Oh, are they? Yes. Nice. And they've got Trump like crank anchoring. Uh it's like a mix of <laughs> deep fake, crank yankers,
1: and bad troll videos. It's really <laughs> it's really good.
0: Well, pretty much anything they do is pretty good.
1: The only bad thing I think that they've ever done was a shitty movie called Orgasmo. No, was, oh, oh no, God, bro, that, that was, was a
2: great
3: movie. Was
2: it that was a uh, great movie. So back in the day, let's go back to mid '90s real quick. Would you go Mad TV, SNL, or In Living Color? In, in Living, Living Color, Color. Uh, every time, absolutely. Yeah, man. Living Color was an event for me and my friends because we were going to talk
1: about it the next day at school.
2: We didn't feel that. way. As far as the is concerned, yeah, I would go with In Living Color. It's weird how they tapped into a younger uh, sort of like interests, and in the comedy was a little youthful. Not that SNL wasn't, but yeah, I would I would give it to. And Living Color, SNL, a close second, Man TV was just like,
1: yeah. Man TV was all right. It had its moments. Um, it just wasn't that funny most of the time. But Living Color was a show that I knew me and my friends would talk about the next day at school. Uh, especially when Jamie Foxx was going on, and he had the Yo Mama Jeopardy. Yeah. The Dozens oh, is what it was called.
0: Homie the Clown. Homie the so Clown. Classy. Fire, Fire Marshal Bill. Bill.
1: What was the two, two gay guys? That were awesome uh blaine and antoine's movie oh, review men on oh, film yes God, they were awesome that was awesome i don't know if you can do that nowadays because as fun as they were and i think that you have to be comfortable with your sexuality to do the jokes that they did it might be considered homophobic today. Oh, dude, it would be. You think so? In a heartbeat. Even yeah. though there was they choose-
2: would ban the Muppet guys that did the movie reviews. You know those guys. Those in old the, bastards. Uh, yeah, those old guys <laughs> in the in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the theater in the balcony of the theater. <laughs> they would have issues with the comedy that they were spitting out. These these people nowadays. But there's a need something to
1: talk about. There's a rebellion nowadays against the Twitter mob and political correctness. I think we're going the other way now. There should be.
2: We should be. Yeah, Yeah, we've seen all that we need to see from the folks who take it too far with the whole cancel culture thing. There's some merit to it, and we've discussed some of the things that I I think the public needs to know about and that people need to be vilified for and sort of put under spotlight. But uh, you know what? I turned on a Jeremy Piven movie this week, and I'm like, yeah.
1: I'm cool, Jeremy Piven. I don't really give a shit. The new punk rock for this generation is going to be fighting against political correctness. People on the left are like, "Fuck you guys! Fuck your safe space. Here's my joke. You don't like it? Go to hell." That's going to be the new punk rock going forward, I think, hmm. because like Dave Chappelle. We just talked about him.
2: Yeah, but the he thing doesn't the, give up. Thing, the thing is, he's never given a off. fuck. So good. It, if you do it, yeah, that that is a good thing. But if you if you do it now. And it just becomes more popular. Yeah. Isn't that almost giving in to the mob at the same time? <laughs> because it's really. like we shouldn't have these stigmas controlling our sense of comedy and our sense of like what's, too risque and what's to rescale. We shouldn't,
1: but we do. And power to those who don't give a fuck. That's yeah. why I love Dave Chappelle. I don't agree with all his comedy. Sometimes it's not funny. Most of the time, it's funny as shit. It's funny as hell, but you, you know. Is he in your
2: top, uh, top absolutely.
1: three or four comedians? He's absolutely. Well, um, not three or four. He's in my top five.
2: Do you have a pretty yeah. solidified top five since childhood or all time?
1: Yeah. Just all time. Yeah. Like, Richard Pryor, Robin Williams, Dave Chappelle's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, there's a, there's a lot of, I, I always liked there. Eddie Murphy, Eddie. Yeah. You can't. Eddie was the guy that we stayed up at night after our parents went to bed to watch raw. Yeah. Yeah. After they went to bed, we knew it was going to come on. Uh, so we'd stayed up, we snuck out of bed like 11 we were sitting there laughing our asses off. my, Mom and uncles are behind us like, what the fuck are y'all doing? There's always something about George Carlin that stood out
2: George for Carlin, me. George Carlin, man.
0: He was greatness. Crossed so many generations. Yes. Yeah, man. You he can
2: still been, throw on random George Carlin videos. He's and still like, floating around yeah, Twitter holds up YouTube very well. Because his yeah. shit's
1: always still relevant. Bill Hicks. The Bill most Hicks socially was great.
2: You mean Alex Jones?
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I hated that rumor when I was a kid.
2: God, there's side-by-side pictures
1: and you're like, ugh. Oh. Alex what? Jones, 25 years ago, maybe.
2: Uh, yeah, and tons of people can say that. I'm sure there's a thousand people that look like Bill Hicks. But yeah, the
1: fact that people actually ran with it and people like, <laughs> believed it, man. Yeah, I had friends in school and high school. They were like, "Yeah, man, it's Bill Hicks. He just changed his personality." I was like, "No, it's not him. You fucking idiot." <laughs> I
2: think Larry David's undercredited. We we're talking about him earlier yeah, tonight. <laughs> I think he what is. he does on Curb Your Enthusiasm is very unique. And uh, that brand of comedy has always been appealing to me. And I wasn't the biggest Seinfeld fan, but I appreciate it more in hindsight now. Like yeah. when I, I revisit it after seeing uh, 10 seasons of Curb, I, I really like his stuff a lot. Curb's better. Yeah, Curb's it's more better than Seinfeld. And that well, shouldn't be I a ballsy
0: to say thing. That, well, but yeah, it is. I, I don't know. It's the laugh track that gets me on Seinfeld. It's obnoxious to you? It's hard to go back and watch those old shows that have
1: um, laugh tracks. Dude. But we grew up. With
2: that, I know. was always that's fake laugh news. Track. <laughs> that is fake. That's loud. narrative control. If you watch some Friends episodes with the laugh track removed and you listen to some of the stuff David Schwimmer's spouting off, you're like, this, this motherfucker funny, isn't this is funny. cringe. <laughs> I want to smack
1: the fucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: This guy is that funny. Why God, did people, why were they addicted? I I told you to this. this. I shit. broke
1: up with a chick because she was insisting me watching Friends. She uh, wouldn't shut up. I've I was, never watched a full 25 minute episode of that. I tried, man. It's painful. I hate Friends. And people are like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Miguel? You don't like Friends like no I hate that show
0: wasn't a huge friends fan but I've seen several
2: episodes for sure friends was so toxic because it was one of those shows that dominated the conversation you couldn't get out of someone at work or someone at school at the time it was so toxic for me that the next big show that came around I had a stigma against it I had a bias against it because I thought it was just another friends and that was the office but then I just gave into oh my it. God. I know I gave into the office I and I binged through the whole thing. Um, once it was all on Netflix and I'm like, man, I was way off on this one, well, I but was it like, was based on everybody around me talking about the office. And I'm like, uh, I've seen this, this dog and pony show before. I, I
0: was all over the British office. So yeah, it before it even the Ricky Gervais, yeah, office. I was very, very excited that he's an underrated comedian, by the way, he's probably
1: Ricky Gervais is amazing. He's oh, awesome, dude. The, the British office was dark. It was compared to. The
0: I was public. interested to see how they were going to make that transition. And
2: was it only one season? The British it office was I, I just one it season. Yeah. Was it only one?
1: Yeah, only one. Shit, comedy's good. Comedy's, a little bit of comedy these days. Comedy's awesome because it's subjective. Yeah, you know, everyone well, has a.
2: We have unintended comedy, which is pretty good too these yeah. days. Unintended comedy's got a, a, Do you a place.
1: Welcome the boring the return to boring life when it comes to our political structure. Oh, yeah. Do you look forward to waking up and not finding out that the commander in chief went on a Twitter storm at 2 or 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. With some. <laughs> Absolutely. Calling somebody a cow.
2: Absolutely. I, I gave up a long time ago on the idea that the president of the United States should be like a uh, revolutionary. every Every four years should come around and yeah. just shift the entire landscape in a new direction. I think the guy should have experience. He should know and have good relationships with folks overseas who are are in control of their countries. He should be a guy who can walk in a room, sit down, and not piss people off too easily. And, I mean, he should understand how to navigate a political conversation with people who don't see eye to eye with him and sort of meet them halfway. I don't know. My criteria for what a president is, is pretty much Joe Biden. (laughs) That's just flat. Uh, The bare bones, the guts of what a president should be able to do. Joe Biden crosses all those checks
1: off. It's almost like a backhanded compliment, because are you implicitly suggesting he's almost like a cookie cutter version of what you want? Nothing more.
2: He is, but he's also a, a human guy. He's a grandfather who you can see when the cameras not focused on him, but still watching over him. You can see natural habits. You can see uh, natural discussions and, and sort of a way of speaking about his family and his love for his sons, one who tragically passed away, and his wife. He has real conversations, at least to a level that I can
1: empathize with when it comes to another human being. I can concede that. I mean, he wasn't my first choice. I'm not a huge fan of Joe Biden from somebody on the left I'm not a fan of his and I have my reasons why I think we're going to eventually get into but I will say this he's probably the least full of shit when it comes to direct interviews uh, when it comes to other politicians. Trump gaffed because he said shit that constantly wasn't true Biden's going to gaff because he says shit that's going to be true without any kind of tact
2: Yeah, he's going to be a not a Larry David but he's going to be a comedian like as far as the presentation, I think, the, the he, responses and yeah. the style that he has.
1: He reminds me of whenever you go to a friend's house when you were a kid and there's that one great uncle or grandfather who says, well, everyone's thinking the elephant in the room with no tact and embarrasses the fuck out of everybody. Very blunt. He's gonna. That's going to be Joe. And mm-hmm. he's having to watch himself, like just in this last press conference when he's talking about, well, what do you think? You know, Trump's not even conceding. He's like, how do I say this carefully? <laughs> <sighs> he right. took a big sigh <laughs> before he was like. It's not going to help his legacy. I don't know what he's getting out of this, not conceding.
2: When I was watching the debates between him and Trump, I could tell he was reserved a little bit. And calling Trump a clown is like a polite way of saying he really wanted to call him a fucking jackass on national TV. But of course –
1: you can't say that if you're a presidential candidate. After everything we've seen from Trump, if, if fucking Biden said this guy's a fucking jackass, everyone would have pulled out the faint couch. Right. Everyone would have fainted or uh, pretended to be offended. Yeah. Both left and right. Shouldn't we see
2: that level of transparency, though, at this point? In 2021, we're nearing 2021. Is it okay for us to see a little bit of, like, guy sitting down at the other end of the table, president who, you know, we don't need, we just had four years of Trump. We don't need cookie cutter president anymore.
1: He can be himself. We've waited for the grown up in the room. And I don't know if the grown up in the room needs to tell the other guy to eat a dick. Like he (laughs) he just just Uh, needs to say, Hey man, you're crazy. We're moving on. But during his uh, inauguration address, it'd be funny if he like treated it like a roast a little bit. And he's like, we made it. That's what the White House correspondence <laughs> dinners traditionally are. It's a chance for them to cut up. And I think that's what that's. What Has Trump even had any of those? Yeah, I think he went. Didn't he go to the first one, Morgan? I don't think he went to the last one because
2: he was being petty about it. Yeah. Were you in attendance at the Trump correspondence? No, no comment. <laughs> You're in a back room. I cannot say whether I was or wasn't. All right. well, of course not. It's cool. Now he was in a fucking loyalty, sir. Loyalty. Appreciate it. <laughs> He appreciates it too. He wasn't a black
1: cider, and that fucking things where yeah. he was.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> loyalty is an interesting uh, introductory discussion to this because <laughs> holy cow, people are
1: uh, drawing the lines in the sand, aren't they?
2: Yeah. Um, well, well, let's formally introduce this episode. This is uh, meandering episode forty-seven. This is uh, one week post U.S. elections, twenty twenty, roughly in that time frame. Still don't have uh, a you. Uh, an un no, what's the unofficial. word official no not unofficial and uh, that's not the word I'm, unanimous there it is it, we still don't have a unanimous decision on the president of the United States even though everyone with this uh, head on their shoulders and some sensibility and just critical analysis of the situation is pretty much in agreement that Joe Biden is the next president of the United
1: States I've been waiting all week because I didn't join you guys in the last episode yeah now that we have a much clearer perspective of who the winner is, at least we think we do.
2: You didn't like way. us calling it on, on Tuesday or Wednesday night? Come on, man. A little too bravado-y?
1: No. Yes. I'm just saying, it, 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 oh, especially on. when We're you trying consider to everything that's happened since, I've been waiting to hear what you guys think is going to happen next. Maybe I'll save that question for a little later after we deliver some context, but This is one of those things where personally, I always, whether it's arrogant or not, I always feel like I have kind of a feel of what may happen. Mm -hmm. I have no idea because right now, as we speak for context, as we're recording this, I think it was yesterday or today, Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State, had suggested during a press conference, we are going to go for a smooth transition to a second Trump presidency. It was almost like, okay, is he joking? Is he just being an ass?
2: No, he's not joking uh, because it goes back to that word loyalty. I believe that there are. 10 to 30 individuals that are spread out across this country that are part of Trump's administration or extended administration when it comes to, you know, folks that represent certain States or uh, certain Senate seats that are Kool-Aid drinkers. They're cultists, but they're smart versions of the ignorant ones that we've seen come out. Uh, in In other words,
1: are they pretending to be? To drip um, you know, ostensibly for Trump, yeah, sake. but
2: I think they're doing it for different reasons, I think because their livelihoods may be on the line, their oh, ego God. their egos they're holding on to what I don't know if Trump has stuff on them or they have stuff that's just out there on them, but it, it seems like when you hear a guy like Dan Patrick, for example, the uh, lieutenant governor of Texas, the same guy who said, Okay, they're more he important one
0: hundred percent moron but go <laughs>
2: ahead. Right, but <laughs> I mean, he is like
0: the biggest moron of morons. There's a great phone call of one of his friends that's in jail for DUI where he's calling the police station trying to tell him who he is to yeah. get the person out. I'll try to track that down. Try to because, to because, yeah, oh, yeah we, we can split that like,
1: This guy is just. Wait, you're saying Dan Patrick called the police station to use his weight as a politician, lieutenant governor. To get
0: somebody he knew out of
1: a DWI.
0: Perfect.
2: Absolutely. So that tells me everything I need to know about Dan Patrick. And as it applies to this conversation, uh, it it works perfectly. Dan Patrick is going to be easily swayed when it comes to being um, influenced by power figures or by the ability to be even more powerful than he is. So if Donald Trump says – if Donald Trump just makes a phone call to Greg Abbott or even to Dan Patrick, which I'm not removed from thinking can happen because like minds, birds of a feather, all those neat idioms, I guarantee you they've had conversations before. So if Trump says, hey, just stick up for me and let's keep this train rolling and whatever they say about me, just disregard it and let's keep on trucking. Let's push the economy forward and people die, like you said, on Fox News. So be it. There's more important things than life. So be it. So there's more important things than ushering in a new president, the legal and the formal and traditional way so let's just keep resisting like we always have here's, if he tells dan patrick to just
1: put up a fight and put up a resistance dan patrick's gonna go along here's what's pissing me off about
0: probably not i would disagree with that okay
1: why morgan i don't want you he
2: bailed out his trash buddy from a dui I get that, but, but someone
0: like Dan Patrick is not loyal to a person. He's loyal to a party. Mm. And so if Trump is no longer president, there's no reason to be loyal to Trump because Trump can't improve his standing
1: as a politician. Then why is he doing what he's doing now, which is offering a million dollars for voter fraud, which helps Trump's narrative. Right, That's Just any he, schmuck he off the well, streets.
0: He's got it. It's all political party right now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but once everything gets called and Trump starts to move out of office, that stuff's going to go away slowly. It won't go away overnight. It shouldn't go go away.
2: away. We should hold folks accountable for this nonsense that they're proposing even has legs to stand on. They're literally inviting people who are money hungry uh, where half the country's unemployed to say, hey, if you saw anything suspicious uh, happen, um, we'll give you 25000 to a million bucks depending on how severe it is. So they're getting calls. They're seeing affidavits of people saying, I got a lot of mean stares from the folks... (laughs) (laughs) we're <laughs> looking at me with my maga hat on. But this I, is what you
0: have to do though. You have to take anything that's that sounds fishy and you need to investigate it. Trump should have his day in court just like anyone in this position should. But at the end of the day when the electoral college finalizes everything, the electoral college says this is it, then it needs to end.
2: What if it holds up the traditional transition period of one president coming into it the can't White House or won't Well, it is already. No, it's not. Well, there's certain things that happened with the Obama-Trump transition that, uh, according to the calendar and the timeline, are being set back and delayed because of this. What's being delayed? Uh, I think at this team, point the I, information they need well, to you do
0: realize that the transition team's already been set up it was set up in September Right, but
2: there's intel that Trump is not We're providing not getting, to yeah. Joe Biden because he does not recognize him as the president elect which is literally yeah, just a pissing match I don't at this think point. on
0: November 11th it's that big a deal at this point in time because it's not going to carry <laughs> on a full month
2: this is the biggest transition in the history of presidencies I would uh, I would completely as far as disagree it, it's not
0: as, any different than any other presidency as transition.
2: far as intel and importance is concerned you got a raging COVID. pandemic going on that that sets it apart immediately this is but, more but important Fauci's than not going anywhere <laughs> well he is if trump uh why would mean, he do that well trump was suggesting that he was going to let him go to his crowd of rabid uh blood-sucking fans well, okay so it's very prevent biden from hiring him right back i don't think you, i don't think there's any
0: big news on uh COVID 19 that has
2: to happen today. Well, he's got to reform the entire, which he's already gotten started. Uh, Biden's got his team. I, his they've already force.
0: got I, that's what I'm saying. They've already been planning this and doing this for a month, if not more than a month already. The, I don't know that they need any interaction with Donald Trump for this to transition smoothly.
1: I I mean, we're going to look it up. There are things, there's access to data that they need to actually make this transition. But, that,
0: but uh, once the electoral college says that this is finalized, they get access. It doesn't, tr- Trump can't stop them.
1: That but, is what I'm wondering. Joe
2: ba- yeah, how long, long is that going to go? Yeah, you're right. If it happens That's by the end of happen. the month, great. But with Thanksgiving, with Christmas looming, how long can Donald Trump drag this on in the mind of an egomaniacal narcissist who doesn't want to let go of the power he's got. How long can he hold on to this for?
0: I mean, he can deny it all the way up until January twentieth. Then, when does it become a serious issue for the state for again, security? I, of this I, you don't need the president to talk to the incoming president directly to have a smooth transition. In fact, I'd be willing to say that a lot of them don't necessarily talk to each other during the transition. I don't process. think the issue is that him you have to his Trump. team working with their team, and and it will and it goes.
1: I don't think the issue is him uh, speaking directly to Trump. I honestly don't even see Trump being in the same room as Biden, like Obama did with him. I think that it's it's when it comes to the intel that members of the administration have access to, they're inevitably going to need. It's going to be an issue. I hope you're right, Morgan. I hope that what you're saying yeah, you is true. Yeah, he can't hold it back. Trump can't hold it back. What if he tries to? But
2: the CIA, well, the CIA well, is suggesting that some of the intel reports that Joe Biden should be getting at this point as president-elect are literally he cannot get them because Trump does not recognize him as president elect. And he's being, I don't think it has anything to do with
0: Trump at all. I believe it has to do with the electoral college, not being finalized.
1: But, but again, it was an issue last time at this time when Trump was elected, they were already given this information.
2: Sure,
0: because somebody had already conceded, and some, but the Electoral College, it wasn't being contested, essentially. The only so time yes. this has
2: ever occurred in history uh, and that this transition and the intel sharing has not been a given. This is the, we're one week within this whole thing. So, so far, the main headline from some of the news sources is Biden not getting intelligence reports because Trump officials won't recognize him as president-elect. The only other time this has ever occurred was Uh, the Gore-Bush 2000 situation, because there were two parties involved, and um, it wasn't until December 13th. again, a
0: contested election.
2: Right, but it wasn't until December 13th, and that was a recount in one particular state, which, I mean, I don't know. I was young, 17 at the time, but I was indifferent still then, and— I would say that that recount needed to happen. Like it needed to happen. I don't feel the same about this. This I feels don't like a desperate okay. guy. Perhaps <laughs> I mean, it just feels. But, what you,
0: but there are some things that you go. That's a little odd. For example, uh, at Fulton County, in one of those things, the guy running the election center says, "Okay, we're done at 10, at ten So the observers leave, and but they still stay and count votes until two a.m. Why? Why would you tell the observers you, you're closing down at ten thirty? Send them away and then continue to count votes. See, it's little things like that that you mm. want to just investigate. Why it's not would, something yeah. that you want. It's not something that you just immediately assume is bad or wrong. You just want to take a look at it. I'm not saying anything bad happened, and I don't even think any votes that they would have counted the other way would have mattered in the election if they did try to do something. But it's something you just want to look at. You just I have don't want to, no
1: problem with them looking at anything that, when it comes <clears throat> to valid uh, situations, where possibly something shady might have happened. The problem is, is that when you have places like Pennsylvania and you have places like in Nevada and Arizona where all these lawsuits are coming about because of alleged situations, like you're talking about, Morgan, whenever they actually come up in court, consistently the judges have said, okay, what is your proof that the narrative you're talking about there has happened? They are forced to come out in front of the judge and say, we actually don't have evidence of that. This is something we heard. And the judge is basically like, well, get the hell out of here then. It's yeah, consistent just, in them, the judge's pointing out and calling out their bullshit. Here's what's pissing me off, guys. Everyone in the media, and the media's pissing me off right now because they're all pretending to pull out the faint couch. They're all freaked out. Oh my God, why isn't Trump conceding?
2: Oh, it's, it's just money in their pockets, oh, though. Oh, man. Oh everybody. Oh, he's a junior high
0: kid. He's a junior high student. Here's the
2: thing. Oregon Here's self. a
0: junior high mentality. He's not going to give this up. I so don't know why anybody's surprised Well, that's by what this. we're
2: asking you. It's like, how long can a junior high, high school mentality once kid who's getting kicked oh, off the football okay, team. Once
0: everything gets knocked out of court, the Electoral College says this is the Do you really fact, think it, it stops is? there?
2: Because he's, yes. well, he's threatened the Supreme Court idea that this goes all the way to there. With but, his newly appointed justice, basically decide with a deciding vote on what I happens. I love this too, right? So. You'd realize But that's that a suggestion. That's you realize that,
0: it, that those justices have to go by the law and they don't go by who appointed them, right? We we'd understand that, right?
2: Um there were certain questions that Amy Coney Barrett would not address under the uh grilling that she received. I, but,
0: but it doesn't matter, right? She's gotta, she's gotta be go elected by the law, right? Well, you realize they're about to throw out the uh challenge to the Affordable Health Care Act, right? Even though Trump mm-hmm. stuffed the Supreme Court, they're about to withhold the Affordable Health Care Act.
1: Justice Roberts, uh, right. who's the conservative judge, was actually pissed. He was like, you're asking us to do something that's a congressional situation, and you're trying to use us politically. Yes. Now, to his credit, that's something that we had hoped to hear to, for someone who's not being political, who's simply observing the Constitution. So good for Justice Roberts. Never thought I'd say that that often for actually saying that. Exactly what you're saying, Morgan.
0: These guys they have to go by the law. And and I again I love this. I, I probably brought it up last episode. But <laughs> Roe versus Wade, right? <laughs> there of the nine judges, eight were were appointed by Republican presidents. There was only one Democratic appointee for Roe v. Wade. Well, the Republicans legalized abortion, ladies and gentlemen, and the Democrat actually voted against it. It's really strange how it goes. So <clears> when it comes to justices, I kind of get the back and forth a little bit. But those guys got to go by the letter of the law. Uh, they're, what's written, they don't necessarily make the law. They're not going to go down party lines. There might be an odd topic or two that's more of a social
1: issue. But you can see that there's a reason why over the past 10 years, more than that. For but decades, I, would
0: have just a, I would have more confidence that, that people have a little more, more personal integrity when it comes to something like the law versus who I'm going to go to the side of the person who pointed me, not what the law says.
1: You have to be careful with that assumption too, Morgan, because you have people like Clarence Thomas, who basically it came out, you know, he was hanging out with certain lobbyists before he made the judgment on Citizens United. Now, that is absolutely a version of of political activism. Now, when you're making a, a judgment on something like Citizens United, which people, if you don't know, that has to do with how money is spent on our um, campaigning and you know, the campaign finance laws and all that kind of thing. Justice Thomas should have rec- recused himself from that decision, but he didn't. So there are scary situations that I can point out to for the past 25 years in which justices are behaving politically. Do I believe you? Absolutely. Most of the time, I think they do act within the confines of integrity when it comes to observing the Constitution and the law. But there's too often situations where they should have recused themselves.
2: Are they, in, are they incorruptible? The Supreme Court? I
0: don't know that it's incorruptible, but you have nine judges. You'd have to corrupt five of them. Mm. All five. You know, and and I think that would be difficult, even if all five have the same beliefs. I think it would be hard to corrupt five people at one point. In time. What
2: are your Vegas odds right now that Donald Trump is still president of the United States in January 2021?
0: Well he will he'll he's there till January
2: 20th. Uh, okay. You know what I'm asking you. So I would take that to the bank. Oh, I'll gee. bet the mortgage, bro. He'll be president still in January. February 20- 1st. <laughs> Come February 1st, 2021. Have What's your percentile? Okay. All right,
3: well,
1: he'll be gone 100%, he'll be gone. Here's what I want to show you guys and I'm they can't see this at home, so I want to read you guys this newsletter. Every like I said, the whole media right now is pushing this narrative of, "Oh my god, he won't concede because he's so petty and childish." Mm-hmm. There's probably to an extent some validity to that. Here's the truth though. Here's why I think Trump and so many of his um uh, surrogates, if you will,
2: because he scurred
1: uh, well, we're going to well, number 1 uh, we are going to get talk tonight about how if he's out of office, he could be indicted for certain crimes,
2: loyalty and the captain getting imprisoned for, uh, serious issues mixed with the whole go down with the ship mentality this is setting up for some really awesome stuff. In We're going to observe some hilarious shit
1: over the next couple mm-hmm. of months, but here's something else too, guys. It has, I think it has to do with debt. This is an actual newsletter that one of my friend's dad's got. I'm not going to say the first name right here, but it says so-and-so. <laughs> This is your final notice. This is real, guys. This is a real newsletter from Donald Trump. Listen to this. This is your final notice. So far, you've ignored all our emails asking you to join us in defending the election. You've Mm. ignored Team Trump, Eric, Laura, Don, and the Vice President, and you've even ignored the President of the United States. God, man. Tens of thousands of patriots have stepped up for the very first time in the last 48 hours. Why haven't you? I'm sorry, Don, Eric, (laughs) Don Jr., Lana. The integrity of our election is being compromised and it's going to take every patriot stepping up if we're going to be successful. We need you, blank person, so-and-so. Step up and increase your impact a thousand percent. On the next page, it says, so this is asking for money. Yeah, of course. 60 percent. Of this for deposit into JDJTP's 2020-20 general election account for the retirement of general election debt. There it is. I see where you're going here. Up to a maximum of $2,500. Is it, Donald Trump just trying to bail himself out?
2: Yes. Okay.
1: Here's the thing. I don't want to read the rest of this. But basically what this is basically conceding at the end of this letter is that at least half of what you're going to be contributing – is going to be helping with the Trump campaign's debt. God, that makes sense. So as long as they push this narrative that the election is unfair and being stolen, you have all these suckers, millions are going to keep giving
2: money. If I was a predatory capitalist, (laughs) and I was billions of dollars in debt, I would do that. Absolutely. Is I'm a predatory capitalist, is that on my bingo card yet, Morgan? Because if it's not, you should definitely add
1: it. (laughs) So there you have it. This is a newsletter with almost cartoonish language. Did you Snopes that at all? Amazing. This? Yeah. No, this was actually something
0: he got. The yeah, Snopes. that could still be Snopes. That could still be fake news right there.
1: Um, It was the also newsletter? on... Yes, a
0: newsletter emailed to people. Oh, there's no way
1: anybody would fake that.
2: I mean, have you seen... Well, the, it's
1: from the actual Trump Make America Great campaign. I got similar newsletters from uh, Boy. Andrew Yang. Uh, like, Sniffs? I'm almost out. I'm almost done. Robert Please Diamond, a reporter, actually... Uh, looked it up, and according to him, I hate Twitter. I can't believe I'm using it, but yeah.
2: Yeah, but it, Twitter's a bad, to. too, because they'll just retweet. What's not bad, Morgan? Robert Diamond. What, Robert Diamond's not bad? What's <laughs> what's not bad when it comes to gain, getting information about what's really going on?
1: The mirror also showed that, and he was like...
0: would just beware of something like this. This seems too good to be true.
1: When you say, Morgan, it seems too good to be true, do you mean it seems like something that's... He doesn't want to hear it. Is what he's. It just uh, seems uh, like it hits every little
0: point you would want something like that to hit. uh, Well, it's one like it's almost
2: um, satire. Yeah, like made (laughs) up. Hasn't so much of this been
1: like that feeling though? We literally had a press conference in front of – between a dildo shop and a crematorium. That feels like
2: satire. <laughs> that feels like, man, you couldn't ask for a better thing. There's a child molester in the background hanging I heard about out. about that too, yeah. Yeah, there's a convicted uh, sexual abuser of th- teenagers. But again, um, that was just like an extra add-on from the mainstream. It's like
1: the, the ending of the Trump campaign was like, let's just go ahead and go – Full satire. What was that movie with Will Farrow? It's called The Campaign. The Campaign. It? Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is pretty funny. It's a
2: brilliant movie. <laughs> oh, dude, that movie's got to be so good right now. Like watching that as all this is going on. But it I don't it know. feels I mean, like that what's that going on. Coordinates. Because mm. it's all jokes, Morgan. It's all, we're, this guy's a master troll. He's just trolling us. You think that Will the. Pre- Ferrell's
0: character's not trolling him? <laughs> <laughs> He's not. <laughs> How do you think they trying to sleep with his wife?
1: How how do you think they cocked that up, Morgan? How do you (laughs) think that they were so i mean, like a 12 year old can actually find the right four seasons. How did they fuck that up? Yeah, that was funny. Like that's not
2: enough. You got to say it's more than funny. It's karma. It's (laughs) it's the universe saying fucking idiots. Here's another piece of shit ending for your little comedy of errors.
1: It's the universe laughing at Donald Trump and everybody involved with him. I think that's just the eventuality of you having idiots and crazy people around you. I mean, yeah. Giuliani's guy who accidentally butt dialed a reporter <laughs> and let them hear a whole conversation he had that was embarrassing. That was like a year and a half ago. So, are we maybe we shouldn't be that surprised that the people around him are so incompetent they would book the Four Seasons landscaping company instead of the goddamn you know hotels.
3: Who
0: knew they they had space in the back at the landscaping place? <laughs> who knew? Who knew? I mean, I uh, didn't realize I could did, have my
1: wedding there. The reporter was <laughs> like, "Did you mean to actually book this area, not the other four seasons?" And fucking Giuliani goes, "Yes, Ab- absolutely." Plenty of space for everything. gotta cover thing, my ass.
0: The whole thing—if you can't possibly admit you made a mistake, ever—yeah,
2: that's what it all comes back to, right? Ah, uh, it's just—it is going to be interesting the next three to four weeks because we're going to have to see it. Uh, we're gonna have to see the rope, the tug of war rope. I just think it's go heavier in one direction. I
0: think he's gonna go away at all.
2: Well, he's I mean, going he's gonna
0: to go either. away. No, he just won't be president anymore. Well,
2: he'll be behind bars. He'll
0: go I away. No, he won't go. He away. He might bring a
1: reality TV crew with him. I think me and Morgan need to have a bet. Uh, over how the next three months is gonna go. Interesting. We'll sure. Yeah. Well, Morgan we doesn't do think that. like we'll go with uh, indicted. And then the second level of betting will be, well, in the indicted, I feel very confident about it. I'll put down 100 right now. In terms of jail time, I'm a little more cynical of that. But Uh, he's going to serve a day in jail. You don't think so? No. You think he's going to be at least indicted?
0: They might try to,
1: sure. They may. I I doubt he'll ever even get to a court. They made examples of Mike Flynn, Michael Cohen uh they're making examples. example right president how not much president? writing
2: on the wall do you need to see in order to say ah you know the whole system I around, around the this evidence. guy I,
0: you know for me this feels very witch hunt uh we don't <sighs> like you we don't like the way you talk we're just going to go after you in every way shape or form that we can
2: but all of the so pieces in around essence
0: him. you're keeping it alive you're instead of letting him go you're keeping him alive and they'll keep him alive and He'll start a political action committee or whatever. Do you think? And he'll be highly involved in funding all these other elections that are going on and he'll be running again in 2024.
1: Well, okay. And so you characterize it. It could be a witch hunter to you. It feels that way. Let me ask you something. If what we're finding out is true so far, uh, that Robert Mueller during his investigation of the whole Russia thing found out other things that are outside of his jurisdiction, he's not. He wasn't able to speak on or act on anything outside of the whole Russia involvement. So if he came across things that had to do that were were highly illegal, like uh, money laundering, um, wire fraud, other things that Trump might have been involved in, he can't do anything with those. So supposedly he passed those along to the Southern District of of New York. That doesn't feel like a witch hunt, right? I mean, that's something that he – found th- that the southern district of new york has to act on why should donald trump get away with that why is that a witch hunt there's there crimes right if they like, i
0: don't know because i don't know what the evidence is and it's not like robert mueller doesn't have a reason to try to go after trump there's not a it, hunted though didn't he uh, i mean there, he's got reasons i mean he could surely falsify evidence for 100 percent for mueller, sure
1: the boy scout who the ro-
0: I, I believe Trump drives people in such a way that absolutely
2: he can corrupt the uncorruptible. But okay, so what what is uh, what is that drive that he does? Because I'll tell you what it is with me personally is I just don't like seeing people who are like rotten individuals get away with stuff. Right. And that's just at its core. I can tell that Donald Trump is a rotten guy. And you've kind of known that for some time if you just knew the guy before president after his presidency, if you look at back in hindsight, you take a look at him parading around with guys like Epstein and Lane Maxwell. But if we, okay, so let's put everybody away that's been around Epstein? No, not no, at not all. not at all. But what oh. you need to do is you need to investigate those oh. connections instead of just saying, ah, nah, he's all right. He he. I talked to the guy, look, he's got a, a beautiful family and six, wives, six ex-wives, <laughs> vulgar ways of treating women yeah, Trump's not a womanizer either. Let's keep going. Let's keep, let's keep that train running. Let's reverse all the, all the stuff that he's presented himself as being without passing any judgment. Really? He's like, Hey, this is my book. Here's my cover. Go ahead. Judge away. That's pretty much Trump's MO for things. He doesn't care what people think about him. He cares about money and he cares about power, power. Yeah. And he goes to great lengths to get it. I'm not far removed from thinking that he was positioned to be the president from 2016 to 2020 by much higher people pulling strings, and that they probably offered him a bailout of his debt to, by any means necessary, make it into the Oval Office and get some of the stuff we need to get going in order for the United States to collapse, in order for the United States to be. Divided like it's never been before, which you know you say that, and it's it's hard to disagree that we're more divided than we've ever been before, and I scratch my head because certainly it was present before the last four years, but it definitely got accelerated, and i I'm not willing to say Trump is dumb when it comes to some of the decisions and some of the things that he's done in the last four years. It seems like we've been strategically accelerated into a state of divisiveness um, based on laughable things, uh, things that should come off as parody. But deep down inside, the actors who are a laughingstock on TV are taking it very seriously and almost using the sense that the audience is going to troll and laugh along and not really take it as seriously as they should but deep down, the shit is pretty serious. If I'm if I'm making allegations that ch- the Chinese government or the Russian government is behind Trump's rise to prominence and then his election results in 2016 and then his placement is other folks who got him there, then that sh- sort of thing should be investigated. And I'm not saying that it hasn't by folks within our country, but it, it's impossible that the FBI— was going to uncover that. I don't think the FBI is powerful enough to uncover international espionage on that level, international treason on that level. I don't think it falls under the jurisdiction of the Federal Bureau of Investigation that's responsible for a lot of domestic issues, more so than international stuff. I don't even know that Interpol's responsible for that sort of stuff. Who, Who takes care of collusion on world... Power levels like that if it did indeed occur if Putin and Trump colluded and whoever the the Chinese uh, the Chinese president's name and said hey we're superpowers yeah. let's start superpowering let's start getting stuff that we want done fuck the rest of them we're billionaires already we'll get Donald Trump we can puppet this guy we can get him out of debt and he's probably going to be on board with us we have long standing relationships with him he loves China. He loves Russia. He's got no problems with it. We can even, we can even mess with his uh, strings a little bit, and he can come out on TV and say, uh, I can't stand Russia. I can't stand China. And we can, posi- we can manipulate all these intangibles, and we can get him to do whatever you want. And then you got the U.S., um, China, and Russia basically running the show for the last four years as far as policy and as far as everything's concerned. Who investigates that? It's basic, it's who who has the balls to investigate that?
0: well, it's it, it it's impossible to happen how? because we Americans go to the polls and vote for the president if so tr- Russia and China can't just go, We want this guy in office, and boom, it happens, and then, hey, and then you know, you're not. Also considering the Chinese trade agreement, which Trump's pissed him off. So I'm not sure he would do that if they were all buddy-buddy, wanting to make a bunch of freaking money. And haven't we also learned that the whole Russia narrative was created during the election by Hillary
1: uh no no i believe That's, we have i think that the, if you read the nuances of the mueller report Morgan it's not like the msnbc narrative where he spoke directly he didn't fucking call putin and said help me win this thing and then he helped him win it it's not that simple but if you actually look at the actual report of mueller's he they basically pointed out there were elements of trump's campaign that colluded with elements of the kremlin to help influence the election um and sway things a certain way but no i don't i'm not gonna say that russia stole this election or that they 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 fucked with the machines like some of the narrative you hear on mainstream media is that's not what happened you look at the actual have you ever read the report Sasha no when you sit down and read it it is disturbing. You read, you learn about Fancy Bear and the Russian hackers, and and
2: I'm gonna whole, need a Netflix documentary.
1: That's gonna happen. I mean, that you <laughs> only watch a couple of hours of and then connect <laughs> and the dots, you'll off. know what the rest of the like, other
2: eight episodes are. Got it? Yeah, this, this is what I'm primed for. <laughs> but like the, the <laughs> Russian, fuck all this intense <laughs> study shit.
1: <laughs> the Russian hacking of the emails, the 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 farms, the the bot farms, and then the troll farms. Yeah. I mean, so Russia tried to have an influence, and the needle moved. At the end of the day. It was the American people that chose Trump. Um, I can't blame it all on Russia, but it's it's ignorant to think that they didn't have an influence, um, and that there weren't elements of Trump's campaign. But think of how that, that works. Take advantage of that too.
2: But think of how that works to the benefit of people that would want to see that happen. I'm not convinced yet that there are 70 million people out there. Even with these results in 2020, I'm not convinced there's 70 million people that voted for Donald Trump. I have no evidence that there's 70 million people who voted for Donald Trump. I've got these ballots that say 70 million people voted for Donald Trump.
1: I mean, that's a little too close to the people on Trump's side saying, uh, we don't know if any of those ballots are real. I'm sorry, the 75 I know. million? I
0: know.
2: Now, how many dead people voted for Biden? <laughs> I know. But what if the whole thing's <laughs> fucked up? What if the whole system's fucked up? It's
1: all a lie.
2: It'd be um, so hard. To do that? There's too many people involved in the county. I love how you
0: go to the hardest possible thing that could ever happen, and you think there's some possibility. I got to root it out. That's not
2: rooting it out. That the election system in this country has been and will always be corrupt? There's no chance of that? It's not like it used to be where LBJ Especially in a digital era.
0: Especially, well, your your our election results are not freaking digital.
1: The so counting is actually. Done I thought it was like at, a Scantron. Well, whenever I like digital,
0: to... somebody fills out a piece of paper and this machine reads the paper. How's that
2: digital? Digital well, would be you could just you don't even have to put a poll. Scantron facilities. result. They skew Scantron tests to get certain kids into college and certain kids out of certain positioning. Very and you never see the it's test completely
1: one hundred percent different. Yeah. Mm-hmm because have you ever you've never been in a voting booth here in the u.s never have here's how it works when you walk in you do your voting on a machine and then it prints out what you voted so i can see on my paper what the hell it was that i did or what i voted for mm-hmm. it's, on, it's on the paper that paper goes in a giant fucking lock locked machine
2: morgan's on record for saying what a lot of how many folks can't read in this country <laughs> So that's not a really good start. Well, <laughs> like some you know, illiterate
1: guy just punched. Well, you shit you,
2: you do know if somebody is
0: illiterate. They can have somebody go in the booth with them.
2: I didn't know that. And, and
0: yeah, and assist them to vote. Absolutely. In mm-hmm. fact, most of the voter fraud that is prosecuted and convictions are stuff like that, where you have somebody who is not. Um, they're not putting on the ballot that they were assisted and that the person was assisting them. So. Um, that's a lot of the voter fraud
1: that you have. Mm. You could lie and say this guy wanted this, but he wanted that instead.
2: Yeah. So you, both of you have faith in the election process. Well, what I'm saying is,
0: it would be really hard to to do something that would would sway t- that that you could falsify tens of thousands of votes.
2: Um, what, what if you did the office space uh, thing? And what if you – That's was, not the There's box.
0: no computer program out on the internet for some hacker to hack to do this
1: with. Okay. We've learned a lot uh, how to observe when it comes to the voting machines. The voting machines could be compromised. The problem is, is that it's so peer-reviewed, Sasha. like Whenever that damn paper prints out, it goes into a lockbox. The lockbox goes into the voting counting centers. The voting counting centers have both the Democrat and Republican observer there. And they're counted manually by the people and then rechecked. That's why it took so fucking long in places like Nevada. Um, so it's, it's so peer-reviewed. Gotcha. That it's a very, very hard thing to do. It's not like it was in the 1960s where LBJ had his friends literally stuff in fucking pallets.
0: Right. And where the felt, mob was like, the, we're getting you
1: elected, buddy. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> the mob absolutely helped the Kennedys by helping yeah, stuff out LBJ, did, the yeah. Kennedys. Anyway, they were terrible back So there's then.
2: a precedent for this, but yeah, we couldn't f- happen
1: today. But what, not
2: well, like then.
0: Not like not tens of thousands of votes. But hundred votes, maybe a thousand votes. Mm-hmm. But you're also taking a great risk at being convicted. It, they catch this stuff all the time. You won't see arrests tomorrow or next year. It'll be two or three spot. years where you will find out that there are people that got arrested oh, for voter fraud. There
1: was also a woman that was arrested in Florida because she voted "quote unquote" twice when she didn't realize that the one that she had done the mail in. She work. did a mail in and then went in. Yes. She went in and she got basically she went to jail for that in Florida. That was during the general. You do jail time when you do voter fraud. Sorry, the primary. That was during the primary. Yeah, you're asking to do jail fine. Uh, you yeah. can face jail time. So imagine that's just one person. If they find somebody who's basically responsible for like falsifying dozens of votes, they're asking to spend some time in jail. So It's, it's such a high risk thing to do. So this narrative right now of, yeah, there's thousands of people who are dead voting. It's so easily shot down right. because it's so easy to find out when it's. Bullshit. Right. Um, that's the biggest problem that the Trump campaign's gonna have right now is that they're only gonna be able to push this narrative for so long.
2: They don't seem to have a problem with rallying their
1: troops around the idea that it occurred. They're also the same people that voted well, for a birther.
0: You're um I mean, again, loyalty to political lines. If you thought you're a major Trump supporter and you thought we're gonna win this easy and you don't,
2: you're not just gonna lay down. So the loyalty to political fight. lines in this country And I'm just asking. And it's also. It it exceeds sense and sensibility. It exceeds reason. It exceeds like. Yes,
0: it's not. It's not just loyalty to a party. It's that I'm not wrong.
2: I can never admit I'm wrong. How do we reverse this whole political machine that people have drunk the Kool-Aid to?
1: fuck up. You'd be like Mitt Romney. I never thought I'd
0: compliment him. Somehow you try to get more moderate and less uh, far left, far right. That's how you got to get.
1: I did want to uh, yeah. talk to you, Morgan, and question you when you said last week, I was listening to y'all's episode about, I, I feel sorry for people in the middle who have to choose between a far right candidate, and far left candidate. Candidate. I guess Biden's how? not really far left. I, yeah. You're Fuck right. Fuck No, Bard Biden is far left.
0: No. And, and you're what already seeing, and you're already seeing those lines being drawn. The yeah, Democrats right? aren't even going to be united anyway. That, Give them the House. Give them the Senate. It's not going to matter. The progressives and the moderates and the Democratic Party are going to kill themselves. The Republicans
1: will still be the majority there. That's one thing that's a double-edged sword for us because on one hand on the left, we can brag that we're not monolithic or we're not going to be like a cult like following behind Joe Biden. But at the same time, yeah, we are going to be at each other's throats. I mean, Biden is going to be held at such a high standard, which is a good thing when it comes to student loans, the Green New Deal. Is any of this stuff
2: strange? Like, I'm listening to you guys discuss this.
1: Uh, to it, a it, Canadian, is it it's very
2: strange? You, it hasn't crossed like uh, conditioning levels yet, or like brain manipulation, but it's close. It's close. No, it's like just... people can be moved and and controlled via the political realm in this country.
0: It's also it doesn't even have to be political. It can it's be just, religious, but it's yeah. easier.
2: It's easier when it's politics well, or religion. I would, ju- I would think religion's far easier than really? politics. Absolutely. But why? Why? What evidence in the last ten years tells you that religious? You mean the last two thousand years? No, boy. There's <laughs> no way there's any
0: precedent in the last two thousand years of the religion.
2: But I'm the kind of guy who. But I'm. I'm the kind of guy who's going to say, "Well, the founding fathers in the eighteenth did... century saw what they could do with." with the evidence they had of what religion could do across the world and they said let's just do it in a smaller nook and cranny let's create our own bill of rights let's create our own laws our own virtues to live by in this country and eventually in 200 300 years people will be killing each other over what they think is we meant by all of this and that's the try it's just history repeating itself
1: is not why link, uh, Washington said he didn't like the idea of parties, right? It was uh, Adams that hated political
2: parties. This is why the Illuminati formed itself. Was
0: to <laughs> directly Washing- combat Washington this was shit. probably against it too, but definitely John Adams was wall-
1: think, dead so those set guys, against. Yeah, they they recognized early on parties. the tribal nature that could eventually arise,
2: which is now arising and it's arisen for some time. But it's it seems more, um, it, it just seems more reckless and it could be simplified a little bit because we'd probably get to the truth of what's going on with something like, uh, the whole uh, allegations of voter fraud now in 2016, we'd, if all of the voices and all of the opinions from both sides were sort of just drowned out a little bit and we didn't have to convolute the situation as much because of the system that we're we're working under in this
1: political realm. What if it's not, Complicated. What if it has to do That's just what with I'm people's saying. tribal nature? What Morgan's talking about is a stubbornness to say, "I'm, I'm, wrong. Not, I'm not wrong. I'm yeah. not going to fucking admit I'm wrong." And what happens there is the negative eventuality of that is the bar keeps getting moved right lower. Feels I, like it, 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 it does. does because look what, what I've always said. I've said this before on episode denial on,
2: keeps like the the hole keeps getting deeper. deeper. Yes. Yeah, it, well, it, I've it's, they're said, not trying to climb out of the hole. Yeah, but what, do they realize that they're in a hole?
1: No, no. What, what I've always said that the scariest thing about people is their ability to rationalize anything. Yes. When it comes to not wanting to break what Morgan's talking about, which is I'm wrong. It's kind of, I would almost compare it to like drug addiction or like a shopping addiction. Whenever you have a drug addiction, you rationalize and you keep rationalizing, keep rationalizing the thing. I'm going to take money right out bottom. of my savings to yeah. pay for this. I'm going to steal my sister's tires. I'm going to sell the clothes off my back to feed this addiction. You can rationalize anything anything and the bar can keep going lower and lower. Mm-hmm. So happened with Trump. I- I'm scared to but, find yeah. out two months from now what the bar is going to be
2: people. But the, but the scariest part is that people are following him down that hole by on on ma- mass. I don't you know, think it's not the, the
0: first time people followed somebody like Trump on mass, but
2: we're talking about tens of millions of people. Perhaps. It's not the first time. Yeah. This is not new. I have not seen this level of cult worship in this country. Ever
1: you heard of Mao or Hitler? Like,
2: no, in this country.
1: Oh yeah, well, that's I guess, that's yeah. that's the difference.
2: I haven't seen I it in know. this country. I haven't seen the fervent negligence and denial. Perhaps of, you're just more aware that it exists right now than you did four years ago, or eight years ago, or twelve years ago. But then that would be a fallacy in the leader or the person that they were following, because that person wasn't doing as good of a job as what he's doing. Like Trump has made it very clear that there are tons of people that are hinging on us everywhere and that will follow him to the depths of that. It's also that the very thinks.
0: first president that has a Twitter account and tweets constantly.
2: Right. But right. That's so I another, mean, yeah, that's it, another I, I think it's perception,
0: not, I think it's how you're perceiving it. Not mm. necessarily. I think it's always been this way. I don't know that this is all that
2: new. You don't think that this is reaching borderline like, dangerous levels for people's psychological chemistries?
1: No. No, I don't.
2: That's interesting.
1: Well, what do you mean by that?
2: Uh, Meaning like when Trump is removed from office, people are going to mimic his reaction to being removed because it's still going to be deemed unlawful in his perspective. He's going to hold on to this long after he's removed from office which yeah. would indicate that people are going to hold on to it long after he's removed from office. But people are not the president of the United States being removed from positions of power. They're Hank, Joe, Bob, Bill, whatever your name is. And they're going to have a new level of resentment that's deeper down that hole of denial. It's that always seen existed.
3: It.
0: But this the hole
2: gets deeper. I don't know that. It, no, I disagree.
0: I, I don't. They, this has always existed. This will always exist. This mentality. These guys were fervent about attacking Obama about stupid things like birth certificates before sure. they even were on the Trump bandwagon. But now they'll changed. just refocus it and now they'll just be attacking Biden left and right for everything it is. Things I, have changed
2: since then. Not really. Those people got social media accounts and they figured out a little bit of how to use the Internet.
0: Okay, but that doesn't necessarily mean the hole got bigger or deeper, or that somehow we're much
2: it's further mud- down a road that's so dangerous. You I, don't think it's muddling the annals of history a little bit? I think
0: we've done a good job with that without ever having internet, right? I don't, I don't know. I mean, the do way mean? history books are written in this country from the twenties, thirties, forties, fifties—you don't think?
2: I guess if I'm cutting to the
0: core, that of things it. have been muddled. I. I think what you're looking at is a very small percentage of the people who voted are actually fervent and really love Trump. You see them on YouTube because they're on YouTube every day. You see them on Twitter because they're on Twitter every day. Put in your face. What they're not putting in your face is the average everyday American.
2: Who just that person's not putting themselves in anyone.
0: Because face. it's boring, Sasha.
2: They're not coming you're, out and saying, you're, I you're voted paying. for Trump for the right reasons.
0: It's boring. They I may do. be all over the internet, but they have two views. What instead are the of right reasons
2: for voting for Donald Trump? If you had voted for Donald Trump, which we know you didn't. <laughs> really? I may have.
1: You voted for fucking Kanye, man. <laughs> <then. laughs>
2: okay, so let's say you voted for Trump. What's your reasoning behind it? Just, I don't want to vote for, for I don't want to vote for Biden. That's it. That's a That's simple... It. That is it. How fucking could, I, broken is this election I, system if that's it? I wish if we could, it's a high school popularity contest.
1: I wish we could find that out. I wish there was a way to look at seven, 70 million fucking people the and, and to find out the, what the majority of them are thinking in their head. If the algorithm like can say, do it it's like, easily. Just, it's, it's simple tribal for them. Uh, I don't like Biden. Well, I'm a Republican. Let me go ahead. And there's going to be plan. a
0: great deal of people who who bought. Well, they hear defund police and they're like, I'm not for that. So I'm not voting for Biden.
1: OK, that's, that's enough.
0: and that's enough to that's that that's all you need is one excuse to not vote one way. And then that's all you have to hold on to how many, Anytime time you ever get questioned or you have to answer to anyone who's asking you
2: from a sensible perspective. Right. That's not how it should work. You should you should investigate both sides evenly. You should. Absorb as much information but as you, you can know going into it. That election. is
0: absolutely not reality. But moving, with forward, moving, forward, moving forward, moving
2: even moving forward, you know that's not reality. You don't think people. we're more inclined to study stuff and get a decent uh, no, idea I, of the bigger picture? No. Isn't moving fact forward, that
1: seventy million people voted for Trump. Sasha enough to tell you like but, that's.
2: But I need to see the age demographics. I need to see the voting histories. I need to see what their YouTube algorithms look like. I can get you age stuff. Can you here. give
1: me the YouTube algorithms and their social media post well, histories? You
2: give me a all right. can-
1: this is an arrogant question to ask, and it's an arrogant thing to assume at this point, but I'm just wondering from both of you, out of the 70 million, how many do you think are the fervent ones, the ones that, will, be like, that will believe every single thing that Trump says? You think it's around half?
2: I think it's around half. I think if you're in a room with 10 people right now in a... 50-50 state in this country and you just invite nine strangers off the streets, you've got four people in that, four to five people in that room that are Donald Trump supporters for the wrong reason. It's probably more like two to
0: four million that are fervent and just oh, would believe everything and anything. And but the, but the problem is there's probably another 20 million on that that if you back them up into a corner, they're just going to resort and you're gonna think they're Trump people, but, but if you actually speak is, to them reasonably, you'll realize they don't they're not on board of everything that Trump does. They realize he's a buffoon.
2: But how do you speak <laughs> to those people reasonably, Morgan, in this day and age? You can't. They, they're not attracted to reasonable conversations. We just got done saying, I'm not seeing the good people out there who are voting for Trump for the right reasons because it doesn't sell. It's not uh it's not gonna get my attention. So what's gonna get their attention to listen to a reasonable conversation about why they shouldn't vote for the guy. The, the other end of that, that tug of war is like, can you turn on your fucking brain for an hour a day and ingest information? You're assuming everybody's
0: perceiving things in the same way. And we know just by us three watching a documentary that we all perceive things slightly differently.
2: (laughs) I don't know what you're going for here, bro. Long term. I'm going for people to get a little bit of reason and critical thinking. When it That's comes to never making, going to happen.
0: One out of 10 people are, are, are capable of critical thinking. Then one out of one 10 out of people ten. should be allowed
2: what to vote. vote? For, our,
0: for our new hires, we, we, they have to take right a... Uh,
2: to vote. So they, they,
0: they take this it. test, right? Or, or all of our new hires do, or all of our, 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 our candidates do. And we get back this thing, and one of the things it grades on is critical thinking. I'm telling you, one out of 10 people score a 70 or more in critical <laughs> thinking.
2: Uh, then the, why are we trying at a democracy then? If we if a democracy means incorporating nine out of ten people who fail critical thinking tests, then what are we doing?
1: Is this something that we can actually use as something quantifiable and no offense? Maybe Morgan, or people who take your test, Um, most of them, do they have college degrees? It's a mix. So it's like all sorts of people. It's a mix. And you're telling me that of what you've been able to actually observe out of that, one out of ten? Yeah. Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> I mean, yes. well, let's, let's think about the problem we have with the audio
1: here. <laughs> Wait a
2: second.
0: Before I got here. Wait a let's second. Let's think about this. Because God. anybody critically thinking about it shouldn't have had to borrow another device <laughs> uh, to attempt to, to fix this. No, you're right. No, you're
2: <laughs> right. There, there are areas. Actually, maybe this is how we tackle the issue. Actually, it might be. So let me use myself as an example. There are areas of just plain existence in in this world that I do not apply critical thinking to because I just don't care enough about them. However, okay. uh, now right let's use that. There you go. Let's, Nine let's, out of ten, let's dig into it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. When it comes to trying to figure out the issue with the technical thing that I don't really need. In order to right. go on and have my show or have my wife's show and them record and have it, we're talking. Okay. To give folks a, an idea, we're, of what good. we're talking you don't about. have to
0: explain it. I do have to explain uh, okay. it. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Since I'm under the spotlight here, might as well. I was, I was going to let it go. This past weekend, my wife was hosting it. her podcast with her Mystical Moon Society colleagues, and we had issues with the audio to where they couldn't hear themselves speaking in the mic. I gave it about ten to fifteen minutes of troubleshooting. I said, fuck this. I'm gonna go buy I'm gonna go buy another setup and I'm just gonna see if the issue is with the equipment or the computer. And couldn't get it fixed, so they still had their show. They just couldn't hear themselves in their headset. Morgan shows up three days later and he figures out the problem and it's just a knob on the mixer. The mixer, by the way, has about forty knobs. <laughs> And I wasn't willing to dedicate enough time to figure out which knob it was or even read the knobs for that matter because I had a movie I wanted to watch and I wanted to watch it. <laughs> truth can come out now. Yeah, but ultimately but you end up wasting truth, more time truth. than if you had just critically thought. But That's anyway. the point. Is when we're talking about important shit from a large scale, a mass scale, people are wasting our time if they're not critically thinking. Well, right? but people have a right to live without having to critically
0: think. I, I would love for every person in the world to think critically about things. But the reality is it's okay if they don't want to. Yes, we would like them to be more aware of what th- how things happen or you know political issues and things like that. But it's okay for It is people okay. to, to be that way. You
2: one. know what's not okay is people having an opinion on those same things if they're not applying their critical thinking. I can't come in here and tell you, ah, no. I know the ins and outs of this mixing board, man. <laughs> You know, I you ask you, me, you couldn't do that with me, but you could do that with other people, and they probably. But you. I'd be lying to them. I wouldn't That's be. Okay. I, I, no, it's not okay, because it's, how we, it's, it's how we putting forth a misrepresentation of myself. If I if Miguel walks in here and says, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna school you on this mixing board, Miguel," and Morgan knows that I couldn't see the fucking volume <laughs> on to be the fair, audio. It, is dark, as shit in here, it okay. is dark. Well, all the lights were on, I'm sure <laughs> on that day. I'm sure the is,
0: society records during the day. I can
2: hop on the internet and say man i'm really getting good at this mixing thing i'm a master engineer that's I could true put forth whatever image yeah, i want absolutely. of myself and it's completely false online if it's not backed up offline Here's, and i have a problem with that this day and age because we take people for what they tell us they are you're supposed to almost is like if somebody tells you who they are and and what they stand for, you should believe. You should. You should have some inkling of saying, yeah, I'm listening to somebody who's telling me about themselves. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. They don't want me to pass judgment on them. Then I should expect them
1: to give me an honest representation of who they are. Here is, I empathize with you 100%. On one hand, what Morgan is saying is true. Human beings have the right to be born and exist for their entire lives without having to critical think. I also have the right to take a shit randomly in the middle of my living room. (laughs) Doesn't mean that's something I should probably do. Some people do. Uh, Maybe that's your bag, man. Knock yourself out. It doesn't make it rational. But what I'm saying is that people technically have the right to exist their whole lives without critically thinking. That's technically true. I think the question that society is inevitably going to ask is what you're asking, which is if people are allowed to make decisions which affect the rest of us, are we going to then apply, right, some type of inevitable some, filter within the environment, within itself. the confines of the law, mm-hmm. on a reasonable scale, to to toggle it a little bit? Right. I mean, are we going? And it's kind of hard though. Bump the game sliders up well, just um, a, a little bit. Like, are we going? Are we going to be willing to apply a Test to allow people to vote because when that happened in the past, it was inevitably bigoted for certain yeah, people. Yeah, that'll be
0: biased without a doubt. And
1: that's the thing, though, too, is that that that's the hard part. While I empathize with you about making people critically think if they're going to be part of decision making, absolutely. But the problem is with voting, there's a bias there that's inevitably going to be not only bigoted but political. Yeah. So what if that test, the quote unquote test we're talking about, it's hard with is politics, un- unfair. Right. What if my critical test uh, has to do with um, things that are specifically political and not scientific? That's the hard part. Yeah. It's not like a, at work. Right. Whenever we have somebody who's going to be a decision-making, we test their knowledge about a fucking board or their knowledge about the laws, like where I work, about the laws of insurance or whatever. you are talking about politics. Yeah, That's a very, very, very hard test to make fair. You know, And I don't know how you would apply that in politics because, unfortunately – Stupid people vote. I don't even like talking politics. You guys. (laughs) Oh, whatever. You guys.
2: No, you guys have really propelled my interest in talking politics in the last year or two. And um, it is a good thing. I think more people should be. It's the word. It's the word politics. It's all the bureaucracy and the unnecessary boring stuff that comes along with that attachment of that word that people don't necessarily want to be a part of uh, when it comes to the discussion but having a talk like this we could apply it to other realms and we'd be talking politics
1: it just it's inevitable people the working class has been trained to be ugh politics it's boring Uh. it's bureaucracy i don't want to fuck with it but the truth is is that Politics has to do with what affects our everyday life. Runs the, it runs their lives. runs the show. It's going to affect your future near and far. Mm-hmm. So you have to be involved. You have to be observant of what the fuck is going on. Yep. Um, we can't be complacent. I don't want the left right now to do what they did with Barack Obama and kick up their heroes and put flowers in their fucking hair and think everything's okay just because we elected a Democrat. They better not do that shit.
0: How much of... um, Yeah, you do get the feeling that some people are like, okay,
3: we won. We uh,
0: won.
1: No, motherfucker. How much of the critical thinking
2: deficiency that people exhibit when it comes to politics is because of the complexities of the system that... Okay, uh, let me put this in a simpler way. Complexity, but I think... Okay, so... So think about how hard it is for grandma to learn your level of... Uh, computing, your level of what you know about computers. Well,
0: not only that, but it's uh, anytime people talk politics, there's inevitably yelling going on. Even here, we yell at each other, right? (laughs) So, and I think a lot of people don't like that part of it, right? Oh, man, the confrontation?
2: Um, Yeah But they love confrontations in other realms. So all you have to do is find that that line. They
0: like passive-aggressive confrontation where I can do something without actually doing something that affects you. And so that you have to start the conversation about it, and then I can act all offended. Uh, I can I respond. I can right?
2: respond. Well, that's what politics is. I mean, that's, in that's, the, that's me in the, the grocery foundation. store running
0: into somebody's buggy who won't get the hell out of the middle of the aisle, wanting,
2: <laughs> hoping wanting they'll to
0: say, say something. something to say oh, something gotcha. to
2: me so I can jump down their throat for <clears> it. But anyway, but I, we welcome that sort of thing here. That's why we've wanted uh, like a fourth, <laughs> a fourth little yes, passive aggressive, so stuff. somebody can show up and and say something that we disagree with, All right. like fundamentally.
0: How you, you want some breakdown by,
2: yeah, some uh, politics, Boys. some
0: voter breakdown. Sure.
2: Uh, so I got age groups here.
0: 65 plus.
2: What do you think? Um, heavy Trump. Trump. 65 percent.
0: 51 to
1: 48. Okay, oh. that's a lot <laughs> lower than I thought. It's probably a good thing.
2: Well,
0: forty-five I mean, to sixty-four. Forty-five to sixty-four. This is just age. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, we'll get know. to some other stuff here in a second. Again, 40,
1: forty-five to sixty-four. Yep. I would say. I'd say Trump. I'd again. say Trump by forty-nine. This yeah. is the fifty-one
0: forty-eight. One. Oh okay. gosh. On Trump. Okay. okay. So thirty to forty-four. Trump. Biden 54 to 43. Right? 18 to 29. Biden. Biden 61 to 38. See, so, that's where I
2: thought he won the election was with the youth, and he probably did. But I thought all of the other categories were going to be Trump and I right,
0: was wrong. So, do we want to get some racial is is this heritage? Right? Yes. You so said Biden.
1: A, I'm like, okay. Yep, okay. Yep. That's um, awesome that they already have these numbers. They're quantifiable at
0: this point. So, let's go white men.
1: Oh. oh yeah. Uh white men are going to be Not Huey Hawkins. 55 Trump? Uh would say 59.
0: 59
1: to 30 Oh, good there. White women? 57.
2: 59,
0: 52, okay. 46. Oh. So they're a little more
2: Good in. old suburban housewives coming through.
0: Black men?
1: 91%. 80 Biden. 88,
0: 87.
1: Sasha. (laughs) Black women. 90% for Biden. 93 to 6. Yeah. It's about right.
0: Latino
2: men.
1: Wait a second. Hey, this is a trick question. This is a trick question
2: because you got the Latino (laughs) Well, well, I'm
1: going to get into the divide right now. Okay. There's a fight going on in my people.
2: I think it's definitely pro Biden, but it's not by much. Uh, 54
1: 67 for Biden. 59 for Biden. Uh, 39 39 right Trump. right in between. Yeah.
0: And then Latino women. 55. 68. 66. Okay. So, so I think Props. the women really pulled uh, Biden Bind together. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 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 And so all other uh, races and stuff is 58, Man, we Biden, gotta start.
2: 39. We got to start thanking women for keeping this whole fucking thing in check. <laughs> it's hard to get. Women super invigorated into these political discussions because it feels like they have this understanding that there are a lot more important things to talk about than politics.
1: And I think it's changing though. Is this these numbers indicative of the fact that that's changing? Seventy. They are fucking million women.
2: But are there things that are more important to talk about than politics? Well, to some people, there might be. Few dying. Is, no, if you're dying across the board. Across the board. <laughs> Across the
1: board. Yeah. Like in this country, church are there more important things to talk important. about? The problem, no, sure. because the problem is anything could be involved in politics. You You're right. a Church? yeah maybe but but that would insinuate yeah, but you
2: think the, but you think politics is the umbrella over church i think church is the umbrella over
1: politics it's entwined it's no, kind of like I, any, I
0: agree it's entwined yeah, really it, yeah.
1: it's kind of like we talk about what's, i thought what, politics piggybacked off of the religious system if you ask no. a millennial what's the most important thing to talk about right now what's going to affect your life and your kid's future oh man probably climate change it doesn't fucking matter if you believe climate that's change is political. real or not it's going to be entwined with politics so is um the church like right now there's going to be a future fight of the church supposedly worrying about they're going to start taxing us which I think would be amazing but it's not going to happen.
2: Do you think that 200 or so individuals in Washington DC should be the source of what this country does as far as it pertains to issues like climate change? And that's like That's what They have to be. That's what we They got it. We
0: yeah, love. because your major corporations there's got to be some sort of regulation for how we operate. Um and so I think that has to come from that
2: level.
1: Are you asking about Congress?
2: Um yeah. Um or more so just the establishment the Washington DC establishment.
1: Yeah. I mean we live in a federal representative democracy. Absolutely. So that's who's fucking deciding.
2: But I thought for some reason I thought state jurisdiction sort of took precedent
1: over like the immediacy of things that, that could it, be done it, yeah it just depends on the situation look at california what they're doing when it comes to climate change right. or when it comes to energy,
2: shouldn't we use the ends, covid like last 10 months as an example of that states and local governments are are kind of going to be the ones who get the ball rolling on some of these things that we're just sitting around dawdling no
0: because they can't make I mean, I guess a state can say, hey, all auto manufacturers, you have to start your cars putting have to get, hybrids. but then you risk, you know, running industry out of your state because uh, your neighbors are, are, don't have those restrictions. I mean, there's a reason that I would but imagine more have people are moving out of California than into California at this point. And of course, I don't know that specifically it has anything to do with legislation. It's probably more the cost of living, but still.
2: But it seems like that happens anyway. States do this sort of stuff with education policies. They do it with marijuana. They do it with all these things that people on a very local level and individuals have sort of pushed forth as, like, you guys need to take care of this. Why can't they be pushed more with, you know, elevated topics like
1: climate change? I mean, aren't we seeing states take the forefront of the changes happening in this country. It's not like it was in the 1960s whenever we had the civil rights movement and they went to D.C. Yeah. And you had basically LBJ push executive orders uh, to help move forward helping people with the civil rights movement. Right now, it's the states that are deciding things like gay marriage, civil yeah. unions, drugs, education reform. Um, so the states are doing arguably what the forefathers fathers wanted, which is being on the forefront of the rights that people have or are not going to have in this country. Right. Um, I don't mind that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm cool with that too. Well, until it comes to drugs. So let's fight about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, we play can, no, no, no. I,
2: I, I, I don't want to fight about that. I want, uh, I want us to get both of our, because Morgan, I think is indifferent to it all. Right. The whole marijuana legalization thing.
0: I think there's a negative that you haven't seen yet.
2: Yeah, Um, And that's primarily what I'm more concerned with is the negative that we haven't seen yet. Like I want to be able for us to see what that could be mm -hmm. and say, okay, maybe we don't throw you in jail if you're a 30 year old who gets caught with a gram of pot on him. Yeah. But maybe we don't make it so the 21 year old can walk into a store and get an ounce of
1: pot (laughs) at McDonald's. (laughs) Like you can in Amsterdam. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, Colorado's doing okay. With the money they've been able to tax when it comes to uh weed, they're what I mean, just look it up. What what taxation of, of uh cannabis in Colorado has done for their citizens, what the money they've been able to raise is incredible. I don't know if it's gonna be like that in Oregon because I'm not sure, I'm not having familiarized myself with what Oregon's going to do, other than I've heard that they're decriminalizing most drugs even psychedelics, which to me is fine. Um, if you are somebody who is concerned that that's inevitably going to encourage more people to do drugs, I don't know if I agree with that. Because I want Texas to decriminalize all drugs too. It doesn't make me want to go snort cocaine. Right. It doesn't make me want to do a bunch of hard fucking drugs. I just don't want to see the guy next door who has a problem go to prison for it. You know. So I, I don't know. It's It's going to take time. I think that Oregon over the next few years is going to be an amazing thing to observe to see what happens. We're going to be able to see, does drug use skyrocket? Uh, or does the good news is this just hurt the prison industrial complex? Because that's who's really crying over this. You know that, right?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. The,
1: the, the private prison industry is looking at Oregon spitting out their drinks, being saying, holy shit. Absolutely. You know, so but that's at least. Uh, one of the very good things we can see in the near future is that there's not going to be an entity that benefits financially from putting Joe Schmo in prison for, for like, something that's not worthy of yeah, that.
2: Like the guy doing shrooms next door, I can get on board with that, but do you think uh, the prison industrial complex is going to relinquish that
1: stranglehold? That easily or are not they not without to, a fight? It would be a right. nightmare for them if tomorrow all fifty states went the way of Oregon.
2: Yeah, if they start shutting down prisons like they're shutting down J.C. Penneys <laughs> then it's um, they just die off like malls. Right. I mean that'd be a beautiful thing. Yeah, because it corroborate my idea that I don't think there's as much crime out there as there is, and that mainstream media will lead us to believe. Sure, murders occur, and violent crimes are um, a known thing, and they they exist, but the imprisonable offenses are not as widespread as we'd like to think they are. It's just the fact that you can go to prison for a lot of
1: stupid shit. Exactly. And one of my favorite lines, and again, I love these, my movie references, this is actually in the UK, so it's not exactly applicable as the laws we have here in the U S one of my favorite lines from the movie layer cake is whenever Daniel Craig's, uh, narrating in the beginning. And he says, um, if you get caught amount with a certain amount of, of hash, you can spend this amount of amount in jail, which on average is more time than a rapist. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yes. Um, the idea that some schmuck getting caught with 10 pounds of, of hash can spend more time in jail than somebody who's guilty of sexual assault. That's insane. Um, I'm hoping... That- what do you think the logic was, Miguel, when they went in to
2: establish these? Was this, is this all just a war on drugs, sort of like, heavy-handed widespread thing uh where they trying to we we've seen how, how far back are you wanting to go well the building of the the construction of the complex itself the the literal idea that people had said we're going to get a bunch of prisons put out and in order to get them populated and make billions of dollars we got to create all of these crimes that people could go to jail for of course and this is going to work. Like whoever was the decision maker behind all of that, the building, because correct me if I'm wrong, the building of the prisons came before the laws and the, the crime no. laws, right? No. We oh, had federal prisons oh, though, sure. first, but, but we, didn't we didn't have as have many private dozens. prisons everywhere. We didn't have, we didn't have. There were no private prisons really. Not during like Shawshank. When God's. was the prison <laughs> boom, the prison growth boom?
0: Probably 80s and 90s. And I would imagine it's booming because of. The the, the the change in law of, of the punishment of people who use drugs. And essentially what you're doing is you're, is they're just, it's the initial thing comes, well, how do we get people to stop using drugs? Well, we make the, then we punish them heavily for it, but the, you know, you're going about it at the wrong, the wrong way, but they're not thinking, well, they're not thinking in the right manner about that. And they, they created the, with the, with punishing them. Um, and now, the only way you can take it back is to take all the punishment away. I mean, punishment—I don't think is a way to deter people from doing drugs. Um, I think you got to attack it differently, and I think we learned that. But I, I don't believe that you know somebody goes, "Oh, I want to build a bunch of prisons." Hey, make a bunch of laws.
2: That didn't happen.
1: Have you ever seen Reefer Madness? Yeah. Where people like jumping out of windows. acting In the crazy. 50s? Or... It was 36. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. In 36, Reefer Madness came out and it was such a good reflection. It feels like satire now. It feels like a parody. But when it came out, it showed people jumping out of windows, killing, attacking each other because of weed. So there was a paranoia back then in the 30s. And I think that's what influenced the continued, uh criminalization of those who smoke pot R- racism had something to do with it too well
0: hippies in the 60s right they, they became the enemy of nixon so right. he made sure uh to, was, to, to go at them.
1: i was exactly going to get to that after that we had nixon's war on drugs and that was a way of attacking his opponents politically is just realizing well the hippies and the people on the left are a bunch of drug users if we criminalize this shit out of drugs we're going to hurt them yep and then in the 80s, I think that's where the prison industrial complex started to come into play. They People start
0: going, oh, look what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, Not we want that. more laws
1: like this. Yeah, we can make money off of these fuckers.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, exactly the money making, the predatory capitalism aspect of it all does lead to the building of more prisons. Yeah. And the moment. And in the 1980s, you got things. I'm reading about the Corrections Corporations of America, the CCA. Jesus. Uh, Founded in January of 1983 by Nashville Businessmen, Um, and it's one of the oldest and largest for-profit private prison companies in America. Laid the groundwork for transformation in the layout of correction facilities across the country, and as of 2012, the multi-billion dollar corporation – Manages over 65 correctional facilities and boasts a revenue exceeding 1.7 billion dollars. That's like one tiny little blurb on the the wiki of the prison industrial complex. Jesus. Of private, again, it's privately owned, so it's not a, a state prison or anything. But, I mean, that story has to replicate itself all over the country, right? Yeah, that's what with we just have. a bunch of people who are like, huh n- not really a good cook. Uh, don't really have, uh, my My hand in Wall Street very well. I'm just going to go ahead and build prisons and um, hope that there's enough crime to be committed that my prisons get filled up. I say that loosely because they definitely had a strategy going into all this. But these are Nashville businessmen in the 80s that did it. So Dallas businessmen, Houston businessmen, it it all spreads out across the country and then you get the system. And I mean... There's something fundamentally wrong there, right? With people that are looking at making money based on taking freedom away from other people or or at least thinking that they can control. It's a business.
0: If there's a need, you fill it.
1: Mm. But that's the thing, Morgan. What if there doesn't need to be a need?
0: Yeah, it, it. Well, the, the need, I think, was created. And that's why these guys in 1983 are going on it. And they're not doing it in 1963 or 1953. It's waited until there was a demand for it.
2: Well, it's in direct response to nineteen sixty-three perhaps or nineteen. Sure, but the demand got
0: created, then they come in and fill the demand.
2: Right. But it's not a demand. It's 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 an extension. It's It's an extension of okay, civil rights movement in the sixties. How can we continue to have power. We talked about this on our episode. How can we continue to exert dominance over a race that we just don't want to see eye to eye with? We just don't want to give them the same rights, but we had to. It was the point in time in 1968 or whatever year it was where we just had to cave in. The pressure was on us and we caved in. But how do we hold on to that power that we had prior to all that? How do we hold on to slavery? How do we hold on to that mentality without being too upfront about it? That's really what the prison industrial complex was in 1975, 1980. It's a way of getting black people and minorities off of the streets, like just removed from society for any reason because they couldn't do it as easily as they were doing it in the 50s and then the or in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Is there' a whole documentary on Netflix
1: about that too. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. The thirteenth,
0: yeah, and really, it started in 19, uh, oh way before, c- or eighteen sixty-five. Sure. The moment that the Civil
2: War was over is when it started. Absolutely, but I'm more concerned in the last fifty years because I, it's it's hard to hone in on psychologies of the nineteenth century like we can with people who are still walking this. Okay,
0: earth. so but the whole thing is, is if if you're these guys in Nashville in 1983 or 1980, and you're talking about what should you invest in, you're you're saying. Well, they're gonna not they're just gonna continue to arrest these people these people are gonna have to have some place to stay well let me just provide that for them I don't know that they ever saw it as uh, um yeah let's let's be a part of this punishment system and this extension of slavery so
2: then you don't believe in market manipulation either as far as you know uh, selling stock or giving your buddy a, a heads up on a stock that's gonna go up a week or two in advance on Wall Street something like that Because I think market manipulation exists, is prevalent, is rampant, and we're just not privy to those sorts of discussions, much like we're not privy to discussions of folks that are erecting a complex of putting people behind bars for wrong reasons, hot off the heels of the civil rights movement. It's not the guy who builds
0: the prison's
2: fault. Are you saying it is his fault? I'm saying there could be a strategic move to put prisons in place and design laws around vetting a certain race to commit certain crimes. And even you impose a law enforcement system that oversees these people that is entrenched in racism that we clearly see still has some remnants. But uh, we I don't want to jump all over the timeline. I'm trying to keep it honed into 1980s and 70s. There were racist cops in the 70s and 80s. Hot off the heels of the civil rights movement, there was a lot of... Okay. Okay. So if we see what the remnants of that look like in 2020, where it's just like, with body cams, it's a little harder to hide that you're a racist, but we got you now, and we see that you can't hide who you are with a body cam. But in the 70s and the 80s, they could and get away with it. The organization thing was probably a lot more developed and a lot more good at doing what it was intended to do. Yeah, the whole, there are legitimate crimes, but I'm willing to say 15% of the prison populations out there are for legitimate crimes, and that there's 85% of people who are in there for money because because of some guy's wallet padding. From the 1970s, from the 1980s. I don't know. We'd have, there's too many stories that I turn the TV onto or read in newspapers about people getting released from prison for 30 to 40 years of time. And you read about the crime and their story and you're like, what? Like, why did the? It doesn't make sense.
1: I, I will say that it's, I find it disconcerting every time I hear um, not just you, Morgan, but anyone say, Well, you can't get mad at the prison guys who built it. There was demand there. Well, shit. That's like saying, well, I can't get mad at the slave traders. There was demand for it. Fuck. I mean, these guys made money off of um, knowing that their industry inevitably was going to have an effect on disproportionately affecting men of color. Their industry is inevitably involved in continuing to put working class men behind bars that may not have deserved it. And they can market manipulate too. They could manipulate the market too. Well, well, like the whole '80s thing about the, 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 or like when Hillary Clinton said the super predators were going to come and get you, and before that, Joe Biden even said
2: that. Uh, well, no, supposedly it was he did. Not, yeah,
1: yeah. But well, I mean, you have yeah, it's 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 a type of shitty market manipulation when you scare the shit out of people that the boogeymen are coming. They're going to be more willing to look the other way when disproportionately men of color are thrown into fucking prison. Um, the problem is. <laughs> Right now, I have to say it. They're going to call me out. If I don't say it, they're going to call us out. The person who's vice president, Kamala Harris, has a horrible record, an absolute imprisoning folks for horrible record one. when it mm-hmm. comes to prison, um, the prison industrial complex and criminal justice reform. Tulsi Gabbard kicked her ass on stage rightfully, like everyone fucking forgot about it, mentioning her record and of how under her watch, innocent people were thrown in jail. Kamala Harris was rightfully quoted as saying she worried about the prison population going down in certain parts of California. That's incredibly disconcerting. So
2: I'm not a fan of hers. California is also the state with the leading gang activity, uh, leading drug cartel activity from Mexico. There's there's a lot of legitimacy to why California – because California is also the – it spans – from north to south, nearly the entire United States. If you look at a map of the U.S.,
1: I mean, sure. it, it takes up a large chunk. So, but when she says, "I'm worried about the prison population going down," what do you think she's talking about? In
2: California?
1: No, when, and just in general, to hear someone say something
2: like that. Well, she was a representative for the state of California, so she's worried about the population in
1: California going down. Well, she uh, she she was quoted as saying, "I'm she was worried about the prison across the country." She said she was worried about. I'll find the right quote, but she okay. said she was worried about the prison population going down. That to me.
2: If she's keeping it in line with her position at the time, which is, what, uh, state senator? What, what was she? When at the she time, said whenever
1: that? she had said that, I believe she was actually the, uh, the acting attorney general for the state of California. But let me go ahead and find that okay. quote. Uh, but nonetheless, that to me, I took it. A lot of people did, like Tulsi Gabbard, as somebody who is a proponent of the prison industrial complex. If you're worried about the prison labor, if mm-hmm. you're worried about people who are going to be making money off of putting more people in jail, it is incredibly disconcerting to hear someone say they're worried about the prison population going down. Um, why? Right. Why are you worried about that? Um, if she would have said, "I'm worried about criminals getting away with murder. I'm worried about criminals not being punished," that's
2: not what she said. That's different. Yeah. Her, yeah. her choice of words her may have
1: been choice uh, very of ambiguous. Words was disconcerting to me. Okay. So you know, I'm not going to be somebody on the left who's going to stand Joe Biden and Kamala Harris when it comes to their yeah. history. On the prison industrial complex and criminal justice reform, How, Joe Biden has a penance to pay for the 1994 crime bill for something 26 years ago. I don't give a right? fuck.
2: But we're not. But we're not holding folks to the fire for stuff that they were responsible for 50 years ago. Um, and Psh, I we, think we should, unless they pay. Well, the we penance. definitely, we definitely should. Yeah. What do you want to see from? Joe Biden and Kamala Harris moving forward. I should make a list of that right <laughs> no. now. Literally. <laughs> what so, do you – you should. What do you want to see from them as penance?
1: I think that uh, – Mass exoneration? I think that if Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, if this administration is able to push forward legislation that affects private prisons, that lessens private prisons, Obama talked about it. He talked about it in his second term. He says, we need to do something about the way folks are being This affected. is George W. Obama, by the way. No. No, <laughs> George W. is like this more like. But, <laughs> but Obama did say, you know, we need to do something about private prisons in this country. They didn't actually do anything. If Biden can do something, or at least ostensibly support legislation that would affect the number of private prisons we have in this country— because real progressives like Bernie Sanders and AOC want to see them completely eliminated.
2: Yeah, because I don't think those two individuals have any ties to the private prison system in this country.
1: Absolutely I want not. to
2: say that Joe Biden, I hope that Joe Biden at this juncture in his career no longer has ties. But at one point, most definitely did. Absolutely. Um, and so it hinges on on loyalty for him and what he's going to be loyal to. Whether it's the American people
1: or... Old, the habits, old guard, old habits. Man. I don't know. But I think that the establishment DNC right now is on a collision course. They're headed towards a brick fucking wall doing 500 miles an hour with an entire generation that doesn't like them. That is in supportive of people like AOC and Cory uh, Bush and all these strong progressives. They don't like the Democratic establishment. And the only reason they came out in numbers was because they hate Trump more. And there's a guy I follow on on, on social media that says, Oh, I'm sorry, you thought we were friends after he found out Trump lost. Mm. And he was like, I have a whole plan of attacking Joe Biden and Kamala Harris over oh. the next four years. Oh, shit. Like, well, oh, put that guy on a watch list. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, I don't mean, I got you. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. and rightfully so. Like, yeah, they have to be held accountable. And again, I don't. I think most millennials and Zoomers. There's a whole movement right now against uh, people who call themselves leftists and liberals. Have you noticed that? People who are shitting all over liberals on social media, saying, "Look at this fucking idiot liberal." Um, I mean, there's there's a movement right now of people who are saying, "I'm a proud leftist. I'm not a liberal. Liberals get on my fucking nerves. So stick your Starbucks cups up your ass." See, this is part of the the
2: realm of politics that people. I think, that we want to introduce to that realm are uh, not—they don't get it. They don't get the leftist versus liberals versus radical left. They don't even get left versus right, if I'm being bluntly honest. I don't think that the 9 out of 10 that uh, have critical thinking issues understand what we're even talking about. When it comes to the political mind in this country and
1: left versus right, they know the cliches and stereotypes. They know the
2: cliches and stereotypes, but that's mainstream media um, or main sh- headline taglines. We want to get to the the crux of this. We want to we want to appeal to people that have this newfound or or want to find more interest
1: in these sorts of discussions that we're having. So the good news is that there's the newer generations understand that.
2: Yes, bitter. but dial it back. Are we talking about how the brain works? <laughs> are we talking about when we talk about left, right? Are we talking about uh, duality? Are we talking about like there, there's a United States of America and then there's this split on what a, what it means to be a conservative versus liberal? Are we talking about the definitions of those words? Those are we talking are about bad. what they've become
1: in the political realm? That's changing. I because, know. Because uh, I think that for the oligarchy and control of this country, um, having the sides fight each other based on cliches and stereotypes has been very beneficial for them. Sure. The problem is. It that, keeps them in business. Exactly. And it can be kabuki theater in theater
2: Congress. Isn't it. A, well, never mind. I was going to say, isn't the political spectrum a prison complex <laughs> for the mind? Get people invested financially mentally look since last tuesday i don't have cable i catch (laughs) i catch blips and pieces but i'll tell you what i live in an apartment complex i have upstairs neighbors the people upstairs have kept it on fox news for eight to ten hours out of the day holy shit i have to hear hannity carlson ingram i have to hear all of them through (laughs) through the walls well it it makes matters worse that the upstairs neighbor is a blind uh, not blind hard of hearing old woman and so she has the volume up quite loud for some parts of the day i don't think she knows what's going on i think she listens to key words and she hears key things being
1: said and that
2: forms that that forms her entire perspective
1: well you just said it yourself she's old right there's there's the good news is I, I trust Morgan's not gonna agree with this because he hates be young people, but I, I trust the millennials <laughs> and the zoomers to be less in their bubble than uh, the older just, people. I just think got out of ten more in their bubble. And I think the one of the social things that, media. Yeah, social media. Yes we just got media. out of
2: ten hours of talking about this when it comes to the fact that bubbles can easily be created now.
1: That's thanks to social media. Though. To the po- but young
2: people who are the ones so embracing on it. Okay. Yeah. but here's the thing: though,
1: is that 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 might be a broad characterization in itself because mm-hmm. how many of the shit that is bullshit that is shared on social media and Facebook is by our grandparents and our great uncles and aunts, right? Not much
2: crazy shit. Oh, you? Oh, okay. I was gonna say not oh, much on, on the Facebook. substance. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: But that's easy. You can
2: spot that from a mile away if you're a young person. You're like, fuck, this is a fucking granny on Facebook with a (laughs) troll account,
1: and she thinks she's getting through to me? No. Fuck you, granny. Grandma, you just sent me something on Facebook that I go to the (laughs) article, and I can tell it's not even spelled right. I can
2: look at the URL link, and no, I'm not going to click on that, grandma. Come on. It's some blog. It's all onion-like. It's very onion-like when you see old people using social media to try to push a narrative. It comes off like... The onion, which
1: is a parody, I think it's a different type of bubble for for young people. I think that social media has—we've talked about this before. It's true they've helped them create a bubble, so they'll keep coming back for more. So Mm -hmm. young people are susceptible to it, but I think that psychologically, not so much. Well, I think they're—they've become conscious of it and pissed. All the young people that I speak to, like my nephews and their friends, about that documentary Netflix, they've all seen it. Mm -hmm. They've all seen it, and they're—they're pissed, and they blame us. Oh, us they, here they on blame millennials. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, but they... they bl- Zoomers, I would blame us, too, for being pissed about it. I mean, the, the way we talked about it. Zoomers but... blame millennials for this, because they see Zuckerberg, and they see the guy who... What's his name from Twitter?
2: Uh, Jack. It's a pro Jack. Mehoff? Oh. Morgan, with the first <laughs> words of the last 15 minutes, and it's a high school joke. You're welcome. It's awesome. Uh, I don't know Good why... Good job, Morgan. I, I don't You're know why I can't think that of his name.
1: His name's Jack. Yeah. Whatever he is. An yeah. Asshole. Uh, the Zoomers that I've talked to, these little 17, 18 year olds getting into the early 20s, mm-hmm. they blame millennials for the state of social media right now.
2: We've had this talk in 20 them. years. They're going to blame us for a whole hell of a lot more. Yeah. So what do we do now to alleviate that blame? Do We're we disconnect? Not, there's
0: nothing you can do. Oh, well, there is. No, there's not. doesn't matter what you're going to do. Their narrative's going to change. It absolutely will. They won't go, oh, my God, the generation before me did something that we like. That will never happen.
1: It's not about satisfying the Zoomers. It's about doing what's right no matter what. Again, it's not going to change unless we have legislation. Again, we talked about this last time. The laws cannot keep up with the fucking technology. So we have to move forward in that direction. We have to have – you know, we we can't just have fucking Mike Zuckerberg or Mark Zuckerberg go in front of Congress. (laughs) Mike Zuckerberg. I wish his name was Mike. That'd be – even more douchey. A lot more douchey. Yeah. But, but, like, we can't just haul them in front of Congress just to say, oh, look, ostensibly, we're holding them accountable. We actually have to have legislation after the fact that makes a difference. So, hauling him in front of Congress doesn't do a goddamn thing besides embarrass him for like 10 minutes. You guys
2: familiar with microtransactions in the video game world? Like the whole concept of what a microtransaction is. You gotta pay for like the skin on your gun or you gotta pay for your outfit and yeah. you gotta pay like pennies. You paid sixty bucks for the game, but you're gonna pay an extra a hundred dollars over the course of two years if you wanna customize the game the way you wanna play it yeah. a little bit. I think there's room for microtransactions in the realm of social media. I think that if you I think you can make it to where you uh the problem is this is a big discussion and uh, I'll save it for another day but I'm really trying to curb the freedom of use that social media offers for people to just get their two cents off and their opinion and their perspective on things because we've been discussing thoroughly tonight the fact that uh a lot of folks don't have the ability to critically think and they don't have the ability to just come down to a reasonable assessment of a situation. Yet, we don't see that on social media. I've said this on this episode already. I, I'm i almost forced to take someone for their word of what they say in a blurb. Like, if I want to get a good idea of who that person is and what they represent, I have to spend time looking at their feed or dissecting them as a as an individual and even that is deemed like oh faux pas like oh, how dare you look at all this data that somebody is willingly provided for you over the course of two to three years if i was an employer uh, it wouldn't be so like shady what uh what i'm doing but i do it are I, you suggesting
1: maybe that we tax uh
2: social media use yeah why not it would slow it would slow down my Twitter rants. I know that for sure. I wouldn't want to pay $0.17 cents a post. Who makes the money?
1: It goes towards the tax period. Yeah, things.
2: it's a tax. A UB, it goes to UBI. How about that?
1: No, we know that's it's not going to It's a UBI happen. tax.
0: So will any in-game or in-social media payouts not going to the government. It's going to go to Twitter. The private. Or it. sure. it's going to go to the private company. And it's going to be like... Um, Pay $5 and we'll blitz this to 5 million people. Right. It's not going to be slow down. That's it's going to be, I'm going to take your message and get it to even more
2: people than it would have normally gotten Yeah, to. you can do that now buying followers. You can sure. buy 10,000 followers for you can Promote a tweet, 95. can't you? Yeah. Well, yeah, you can promote a tweet for
1: pennies on the dollar, which well, is silly. I mean... Well, then, that's maybe that's the solution, Morgan. Is that you don't let Twitter make the money? It's a government tax, not a another thing that Twitter's but already then you, doing.
0: Then you like like I want regulation, but I don't know that you could regulate a company in that way. Really, you would have to essentially what you'd have to do is you'd have to force Twitter and them to make a, a subscription service, and that they the tax on the subscription is what goes back to the government. I don't think you could ever get anything to where it's an in. App thing that I pay extra for that goes straight to the government. I don't think that would ever happen. I don't know that that would ever stand up legally.
2: Twitter, Twitter's port. pretty close to having a monopoly on national discussion. Like as far as
1: that's nauseating.
2: I, I don't know. Their competitor
0: beat them in downloads last week. Facebook. Competitor?
2: Twitter's we competitor.
0: Who's um, Facebook? Me... Oh no no no! You're talking about Parler. <laughs> Yes, parlor for the first time. Okay, Al, this is Al where you guys are going
1: to educate
2: me. What the hell is
0: parlor? Twitter I, for the first time. It sounds like
2: uh, It sounds like that gay guy, uh, or the the gay dating. So it's not. It's a uh, the right wing version of Twitter. What? It's exclusive. To
1: conservative-minded, so they need their safe space, basically.
2: Yeah, because of all the harshness that they've had to endure over the course mm, of the last. You know, they don't advertise themselves that way, right? It doesn't matter what they advertise themselves as. Isn't it? What it is, matters who's on the damn site and what they're saying on the site. Well, all that's ta- I don't even know if it's that. I, I think what you're reading are
0: news articles and opinion pieces about what oh, no. Parlor is and what Parlor does.
2: No, I've taken a look at Parlor and seen the sorts of conversations that are being had on Parlor. Does it look just
1: like Twitter? No. What? The, let me look up. Yes, yeah, you, you do
0: out. have a large number of conservatives
2: going over there upset because of the Twitter. Uh, I mean, you didn't think the spike in their beating out Twitter last week had anything to do with that? The fact that their boy got kicked out of office and that he gets every single one of his tweets marked as "this shit is stupid, this is not accurate." The president's full of shit, and he's spewing out fake news. Ironic. But that
0: doesn't mean the company itself built itself this way and is marketing itself this way. It's
2: predatory capitalism. God, I don't, I don't even know why You'll I bother fu- talking to you about <laughs> some things. So I really why? don't. What do you want me to? What, I really do you really want don't. me to dance around the actual core of why Parler exists and what it's trying to do?
1: Well, it didn't parlor exist before people yeah. right wingers started crying and go yeah, over there.
2: Yeah. Now, what has it modulated its marketing strategy for in the last month? I don't think it's marketed anything. No. I think people realize it's an option and just went to it. Parlor, Free Speech Social Network. Off jump. <laughs> Are you saying that the other social networks aren't free speech? What makes you different, parlor? What's so different? Why is there a big red P? <laughs> i'm <laughs> looking at it Join parlor is. today the world's town square well okay oh t- world's town square
1: that to you just rings of uh <laughs> yeah. some conservative
2: it reeks of that and there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing wrong with it it's just we got to be able to like identify why this place exists right now and why it's turning it into-
0: started in 2018 okay and they, they and didn't start off in 2018 I'm going, gonna, Hey, I'm They're taking advantage of one event to get people
2: to come over to their. Do you know the first time that, uh, Donald Trump mentioned parlor was very early on in its inception. And the fact that he actually tried to get folks to use parlor instead of Twitter in 2018. I, I remember that. reading the stories about parlor in 2018 and, Right-wing minded individuals trying to get people to join so that these conversations could be had in 2018. The campaign team joined Parler in 2018 and has been heavy advocates for promoting users and signups from their shit. They might even say in their newsletters, (laughs) "Join us on Parler." I don't know, but in 2018. They signed up with their campaign. Maybe that's just, you, you got to do it because it exists. I don't know. I didn't see them on, um, what's that?
0: But what I'm saying is Parler hasn't, they didn't, with purpose, market themselves and come out going, we are going to
2: target this group. Of course. No, they didn't. Of course. Of, of course. Uh, I was no, sorry. No, they didn't. Of course not, is what I was going to say. Their father figure, their Jesus Christ did. <sighs> He's so, the guy who okay. said, hey, so, go to Parlor. Mm-hmm. Twitter, look what Twitter's doing in my tweets. Where can we go? Where can we be free Americans and say all the bullshit? Just saying, t- I don't know that Twitter is what it, what it was or will
0: be. There will be something. Oh, I up. agree. TikTok's already taking stuff from it. I mean, I don't know that it's any sort of major news source. Maybe for younger people
2: who don't watch TV. Or don't have a TV. A higher, a higher ethical standard. Parler believes that people are entitled to security, privacy, and freedom of expression. There's the keyword: freedom of expression. I don't know that that's true. I don't know that you can freely express incorrect, irrefutably false statements on a social network where people don't get to see who the person is behind the words that are being typed they don't get to hear the voice of the people reading their own words it's just you can hop on a fucking computer and your fingers do the talking i don't know that that freedom should exist I, just cuz you you had 300 but it has bucks until this year i know because this year we've seen the ugliness of what that freedom can do I think that ugliness was present far before
0: this year. It just didn't become a topic until this year.
1: Somebody who hates Twitter, um, very much so. I don't know if I want to just delete Twitter or Parler, but I think that we do need to do a better job of every single time someone says something, the fact-checking. Um, maybe it's not the problem that those things exist. Maybe it's a problem is that they're used to spread such bullshit you know, and I don't like the double standard that Twitter has when it comes to certain people. They pointed out, studies have shown that if you don't have a blue check mark, um, you're more likely in certain situations, uh, to be called out for, you know, spreading fake news. And that Twitter has a bias that's shown at times to not be so quick. I should say to censor, I don't yeah. censor is a white word, but maybe call out the bullshit if you're a blue check mark. Yeah. Um, because if you get off of Twitter, less people are going to follow you, less people on Twitter means less revenue for them. Um, so I think maybe that's the problem. Maybe Twitter needs to do a better job just you know, not having double standards when it comes to people pushing bullshit. But thank you for teaching me about Parler. I <laughs> <laughs> no idea it's been in the news this
0: week i just well, cracked I up because on the tech site that i will check news articles that was one of the articles on there's parlor you know outpaces i've been on Twitter a, for the first time but oh yeah it was the funny. prank
2: calls that was funny too the uh, prank calls to the voter fraud hotline <laughs> uh, it's unfortunate and again it's it's a reap what you sow sort of situation where it's like if there's real voter fraud out there it should be being heard of, but if there's sure. not, you're gonna
1: get trolled. Well, like, just heavily.
0: investigate it. That's yeah. all. Well,
1: I mean, they yeah. wanted narratives. They wanted to be able to play on Fox News and other places. The people, in individuals, being, saying, yeah. "Oh, I I saw this and this happened," but instead, they're getting. That's all with I got. Calls. Yeah.
2: That's all I got. Listening to the local right, or it's not local; it's national right-wing uh, right radio um, on AM. All I got was like a handful of call-ins. They're like, I think what I'm, my aunt works at a Erie, Pennsylvania voter place. And she said she'd never seen anything like it. I'm like, it's all stories. I can't, I can't. This person's word has no merit uh, at not? all. That's not the new wave of journalism. That's not the new wave of journalism.
0: Oh, that's where I should get my news from her. No. <laughs> okay.
2: I'm just checking. Because you were telling me. I told you you who you should get your news from. Yeah, people on Twitter. No, people should get their news from us. (laughs) That's it. I love this stuff. That's it. And they're having monopolize, we're the Ministry of Truth. (laughs) Oh my God,
0: now we're going back to the Ministry of Truth. No, it's not. But add it on my bingo
2: card. For
0: sure. I do have something that that we would use at the Ministry of Truth.
2: What's that? Enable? Give me a
3: second. Like pull it out.
1: Kind of scared to see what uh morgan's gonna pull out <laughs> yeah right <laughs> never heard him is, it his wire, is it your wire morgan we finally <laughs> get to see it but yeah i love the headline of this it says uh trump camp forced to switch voter fraud hotline numbers due to large amount of prank calls so they keep having to change the number and spread that number around conservative <laughs> circles Unbelievable. because the first numbers that they spread out there were just being slammed with prank calls like this one prank call says yeah i want to report a something wrong. I see when it comes to the voting and the guy says, Oh man, okay. Cause it's a live person. These sure. are all live people. Let me put you through to Sean Hannity right now <laughs> because they would. And uh, one of the prank calls, somebody's grandma literally had, she, they had their grandma calling a prank call and say, uh, yeah, I saw a black guy voting the other day. I don't approve of that shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and at the guy, the other end of the other line was like, ma'am, it's not what we're talking about. Like, yeah, the poor bastards that Trump hired, I guess, to answer the calls are just getting burned out. Oh, it's kind of
0: it's kind of genius. Well, actually, did
1: you see the the email too that they set up? They set up they set up an email on the Trump website to send photos of uh, voter fraud or proof of it. Can you imagine what they're getting right now? Oh, <laughs> that's nice. It's like her seventy percent cocks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of uh. Young Turks were reporting. They showed some of the photos that they were getting got leaked. There was, like, a bunch of furry porn, a bunch of nasty, crazy shit they're just getting slammed with. But what did they expect? Like, the naiveness of something like that. Like, where are you, 80? Do you not know what's going to happen is if you set up a fucking email for the public to send shit to? What do you think it's going to be? It's going right. to be mostly cocks. You set up
2: a social media
1: site for a bunch of free-expressing folks. <laughs> That's right. Guess what you're going to get? bunch yeah. of cocks. <laughs> a bunch of cocks <laughs> <laughs> jokes. <laughs> God stupid
2: Bastards (laughs) I think Capitalism gets away with a lot And I think That's one of my Man that's one of my Go to's for all of this Is that you solve a lot of issues If you make it To where it's not as profitable To take advantage of people Anymore in this country And that it has to work both ways. People have to be willing to realize that they are puppets and a little <laughs> less self-aware it's so than they. Interesting, coming from
0: a guy doing what you're doing.
2: Well, well, what do you think I'm doing, though? I mean, He's that's just the, talking. That's the thing. I'm just talking. If I'm ever gonna do anything that you think <laughs> I'm doing, it's gonna be something that umbrella is the umbrella and, or at least talks about umbrelling the umbrella and sort of taking power away from this fucking stranglehold that's been in place for so long. Yes. But no, I, I think it's a two way street. People have to be self-aware like Morgan has echoed and you've echoed countless times, but people can't be self-aware if they're being preyed on every step of the way and siphoned of money, attention, that's just life. So much money and attention is like that. It's not life. It's the design of current life. It's not been life. Oh, it is life. No. The, what tells you that it's life? Well,
0: uh, when you have a child, does it want your attention? That's a human you to have human a, relationship. Okay. These but, are businesses. What I'm, what I'm saying about life is, is that in life, Something wants your attention constantly
2: all the time. Right. Something does. And that and notion. That is life. That notion was preyed on by lifeless things. That's the problem. Is that a business is now emulating what the human condition is. And preying on human vulnerabilities. That's a problem. I think, of the, I think your problem is that you think that every business preys on people. No, the ones that do the most preying definitely do and thrive on it.
1: I mean, there's a difference between a mom and pop store next door and the prison industrial complex.
2: Yeah. A a mom and pop store knows you're going to be hungry at some point. And so it sticks its restaurant on a corner, a busy street corner full of business people. that are going to get hungry because they had a long day of typing in their cubicles. So set one up here, set one up there. Okay. That's different than as Miguel mentioned, the prison industrial complex, which is, uh, we're going to set up, big restaurants on this street corner where crime is going to be controlled and manipulated in our direction so that we get more customers.
0: Again, I think you assign way more intelligence and design to things like that than actually really happen.
2: That is not going to, that's not going to get us anywhere. If you think that the people in charge of controlling this country and the flow of money are not smart, yeah, and you, are not meticulous, and are not detailed, and are not manipulative, and can't. No, I think, think some think things grow level.
0: organically, and they're not planned.
2: Yes, but I don't think that the president. <laughs> <does> <laughs> I, I do think it is, is definitely one of those
1: things. Of those things. Absolutely. Absolutely, I don't know about that. It's scary because I mean, it had, how would they grow organically, uh, Morgan? If it wasn't for things that came about wrong first. Well, line? one,
0: your population is going to grow, right? As you grow, if if five percent of the people go to jail and your population grows, guess what's going to happen to your prison population? It's going to grow. Because 5% of a million, 5% of 2 million, it's growing. There's a difference between it growing then when you add laws that put people in jail, That's it grows exponentially. Now, they didn't come along and make the laws with the purpose of going back and building prisons later. But there was a and spike. A, and all that happened is, is that the city governments, the state governments, don't have the money to build them so private industry comes in and builds it. It's just like your internet. The reason that you and your internet is specific to one or two companies is because your city didn't want to spend the money to lay the lines out and lease the lines back to the, the internet companies.
2: I mean, you make good points, but you avoid the incarceration rate just throttling in, ni- in the, the 90s sure, Okay, the The building itself, the guy who built the prison...
0: Is
1: not putting the people in jail. No, but he's pushing for legislation that keeps that them does. in jail that makes him money.
0: He does. But the problem here is not him. It's the people making the laws. You guys seem to want to Those attack. people
2: can be bought out is what I think I'm suggesting. Is that it's very easy to say, here's a million dollars. Make us a law that gets more people in our building." That's the problem right there. That's the problem. The lobbyists. The, the,
0: the, the problem is the politicians. The problem is not the guy who built the prison.
2: It's not his problem. I think they're both problems.
0: I don't think either. I don't think the guy who built the prison is a a problem here.
2: I really don't. But the guy never has the idea to build a prison unless he thinks he can fill it up with people and make a lot
1: of money. I want to obfuscate the guy who's paying the politician and who's paying the lobbyist in the fucking first place. The The incarceration rate
2: in prisons across America ballooned in 1984 is what it looks like it looks like the corona wave one spike it just goes through the roof in the early 80s that's like you said politics from the top down because there was a big there were huge reforms in in crime laws in the early 80s uh post Nixon era and well he got the ball rolling on a lot of them but uh they were carried on by fellow politicians and so on and so forth. But the two go hand in hand. The businessmen and the politicians who, in my way of thinking, are all part of the same club that makes tons of money. They're all part of the 1%. they They're chummy chummy. You and me. I mean, we just haven't had these discussions of how to make a lot of money together. But we could. If we wanted to. If we were manipulative enough to make a ton of money on stuff, we certainly could. You could go to a certain lot of uh, a certain area of the Metroplex. I could go to another. We could each teach each other what we know about my world, your world, and we could make a ton of money short term. Not billions. Not really. Okay. I, I disagree. If you taught me how to horse, if you taught me how to horse <laughs> bet,
1: <laughs> how to horse.
2: Yeah, teach me how to horse. (laughs) This is what people do on the highest levels of existence on this planet or social rank. That's it. same thing with the pharmaceutical companies. I mean, you when you're talking, this uh, is who you're this is who individual Americans are up against is everybody who needs them to remain a sheep. That's it.
1: I think that your war on predatory capitalism goes your your inevitable fight is with the prison industrial complex, the pharmaceutical big companies, pharma. big pharma, um, social media, <laughs> so, social media. You're you're talking about but, the biggest but industries but let me, right now.
0: If you got a hold of a PS five for two hundred bucks today, what are you doing with it tomorrow? You selling it for five hundred online for
2: what the retail is, or are you throwing it on eBay for a thousand? I don't think giving someone. I'm
0: not. Don't no no.
2: Answer the question. <laughs> okay. Everybody wants a PS Five. I don't think everybody wants what, to go to jail answer, for forty years. What do
0: you do? But the whole principle is the same. The, the whole principle. principle is the, the same. principle. Is I the want same. to make money. It's and what I'm going you, to do. With and the I'm principle. taking advantage of this situation and people's need for or want for this. And I'm going to charge them double what they could normally get it if they just wait a few months. A ticket uh, scalper. I, that's
2: the same thing. That. The ticket scalper is a better analogy. Yeah, because a ticket scalper is preying on people that are. It's walking. the same thing as the PS Five thing. Because the
0: ticket scalper is no longer having to prey on people walking up to the venue, he can go on StubHub now you and got, sell his tickets. You got
2: to give me when you when you bring up uh, analogies like this, you got to give me a minute or two to come up with an argument. <laughs> just a minute or two, because I haven't I thought of you your, to your argument the fully. <laughs> I haven't contemplated this particular analogy fully because what I do and I've said, what it, I'm saying is a, a demand, demand comes, comes and predatory. people fill it. That sometimes that happens temporarily. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't sustain. I'm not selling PS fives in five months for a thousand bucks. We just
0: go on to the next thing. No, yeah, you doesn't. go into the next system. You go back
2: to your bread and butter perhaps, but you don't move on to a bigger, more predatory scheme. You don't keep that going. You, you thrive where you, what you're well,
0: the, well, the whole point of that is, is oh, the market for a PS5 is going to change in two months you're not going to be able to do the same things if you could do the same things two months from now you would
1: be I think Morgan all of that what you're pointing out to you is that greed is natural I mean
0: well yeah what I and, and what I'm saying is if a market bears it then the market bears it I just don't and this is this has not been created by masterminds that have sat down and thought about how all this is good do you think Sony once people buying it early and turning around and doubling their profit and Sony not getting anything for the PlayStation and that
2: if they get a cut of eBay sales and they get a
1: cut of Which they don't of Amazon second party, I don't know that they, they don't. don't get any cut of
3: that. I don't know that they don't. Yeah. Would they you don't. agree,
1: Morgan, that there is such a thing as a spectrum? that there's a difference between the guy, the schmuck selling a PS five for like a thousand dollars and Monsanto
2: small time, bro, who, who has just a small time. I mean, I'm just saying the principles
0: are exactly the same. The, the only thing is, look, if, if the principle is wrong, then it's wrong if I apply it for one person versus me applying it for one but million, for which is more
1: harmful and, 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 on, on a, on a but, societal but level. More wrong which is course?
0: wrong. It, it, wrong is wrong. No. One
1: person or a million people, it's wrong. If I stab Sasha, <laughs> no offense, but I stab a thousand it. people, which is worse? They're both wrong. They're a spectrum, Morgan. They're like, both, like, but the, the whole, whole point is they're both
0: wrong. They're, that, both this wrong. Is my, they're both wrong, right? I agree. So then both need to be eliminated, right? Yes. Yes. Okay.
1: Okay, then we're on the same
0: page. There we, 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 go. They, because, there we ah, go. Then both should be eliminated. We should not be able to purchase products at a lower price and sell products at a higher price.
1: You know what the difference is? You know what the difference is, Morgan? Is that the guy down the street who's a ticket scalper get his ass arrested. The guy from Monsanto, don't. That's the fucking difference. Is that we outlaw ticket scalpers. I know guys that have gotten busted for scalping tickets. Get their asses kicked, thrown in the back of a car. You're so not going to see lot. The l- beauty
0: of today, though, is you don't, you're don't. you not going to get busted. You just throw your tickets on StubHub They're there for everyone to buy that you just scalped and did. You don't have to walk out and get arrested. My
1: point is, Morgan, though, is that we both agree they're both wrong and they both should be eliminated. Fair enough. But when it comes to acknowledging being conscious of the spectrum, the guy who sells weed next door can get the shit beat out of him by a cop and throw in the back of a cop car. The guys behind Pfizer who can make billions of dollars killing a bunch of people are not getting thrown in kids. Getting kids addicted to, to, to legal drugs, getting a whole because population because it benefits
2: of, it benefits their long
1: run and their lobbyists and the politicians. Everybody who take their involved. Money.
2: I don't know. There, there are things that I don't lose sleep over when I when I'm considering selling a PS5 for 850 bucks. <laughs> if <laughs> I get one, I
3: don't, I don't lose tomorrow. sleep over it.
2: I don't. Now, if I know you don't, now, and the the guy who runs Pfizer is not losing sleep over what he's doing either. But fundamentally, there's a difference then between he and I when it comes to uh, goodness. Well, I, again, you you have. You have rationalized and he has rationalized. I would like to hear his rationalization. When I can provide him a list and Pfizer is an interesting case because they're Jesus. they're our front runner for the the COVID vaccine now. But they've also, you
1: know. Pfizer
2: can led do to a, lot, a lot of
1: ugly stuff. Pfizer can do a lot of good. They're gonna do a lot of good. But they've also done a lot of bad that they've gotten away with. mm mm-hmm. Um if there's ever the embodiment of a industry that should be regulated, besides social media, it's the fucking drug industry. Pharmaceuticals. I mean, have you sure. guys ever looked up the, what's happening to places like Kentucky and West Virginia? With How- the opioid crisis? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, all-
2: it's daunting. I'm shocked, actually, we... Well, it was happening well before we started the show, but um, we we haven't it really mentioned a 20 lot. Twenty
1: years ago, yeah, but but it's been devastated over the last ten years. Yeah, so it's
2: goes way
1: back, way before that.
2: Yeah, but the the hospitalizations and the deaths—you can't argue the stats that it's it's proportionally increased in the last ten years. And they the don't think so.
1: You don't think so? We got to look that up. Um, and I don't
2: think they, so. What's the Uh, wonderful whites
0: of West Virginia. When did that come out?
1: (laughs) What is that? The hell is that? Is that a,
0: is that a 2009 documentary? No, that's, um, that's a documentary about, uh, family of the whites in West Virginia and the opioid stuff. Oh man. And it's actually, uh, Johnny
1: Knoxville. (sighs) Of course it is.
0: But yeah, that's 2009. But all that crap's been going on for a hundred years in those We've always had
1: eros. opioid addicts in this country. Hell, didn't they say cocaine I and mean, it, Coca-Cola? It's
2: the same spikes that we're we've been talking about nonstop: the coronavirus spike, the incarceration spike. It looks the same. The uh, social media depression spike. In 2010, things started going up significantly, and they don't appear to be stopping when it comes to. This is the overdose death rates involving opioids by type in the U.S. from 2000 to 2017. You can clearly see two trend lines. Actually, heroin stabilized. Um, I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> heroin is plateaued, which is awesome. Uh, fentanyl, tramadol, and any opioid in general uh, just keeps going up. And that's deaths per 100,000. I'm looking at this. Is this the one you're looking at? Yeah, yeah. It's the okay, same one. yeah. Just a Google image instead of the link. Of... Yeah, it
1: looks like heroin flattened out. down. But, uh, <laughs> other... I mean,
2: it makes sense. People are going to choose a pill over sticking a needle in their arm if they have that option. Well, you I get caught with heroin. It, you can get in deep shit. That's right. You get caught with tramadol. Not so bad. But no,
1: you can go to the doctor for...
2: For a prescription, a re-up of it if you want it. Exactly. The doctor's not going to re-up your heroin addiction, but...
1: I I think it's important, Morgan, in my opinion, to acknowledge nuance and the spectrum that, yeah, both are wrong. I'm glad you agree that we should get rid of both of which we should be going after all predatory capitalism. But again, there's a big difference between some guy who's scalping shit online or on the corner and somebody who has the power that Pfizer does taking advantage of people. You know, um, the guy scalping a PS5 is not going to be affecting the lives of millions of people and destroying a family you know so that's i don't know <laughs> i don't know, I don't video, know. Video, video game, game addiction. addiction
2: yeah <laughs> you never know all right here here's the thing and and you do this frequently and most of the time you you back it up with really bona fide like things that make me stop and think about my argument my side <laughs> of <the argument. laughs> most of the time but with this one i can't jive with the idea that things have always been like this and they'll continue to be like this and this is just um this is just history repeating itself with new things and new issues the part that i agree with you on is that the the root cause may be the same in my want to get a playstation for a cheaper price and sell it for a higher price but that's not me that's The system telling me, if you want to make... Don't blame the player. Blame blame the
3: game.
0: all right. If you want to to make $500... But no one said you had to play the game.
2: But it requires effort on my part. I don't think it requires effort on the part of Big Pharma to shill out uh, referendums to tell all doctors, hey, increase the levels of prescriptions that you guys are going to crank out in the late 90s. Because by 2010, we want one out of four Americans hooked to a prescription. Including kids. I I don't care if I sell a PS5 to a guy and he follows me on Twitter and he becomes a customer. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. I just want the 500 bucks in that narrow window of time. That's it. I don't want to build a dependency for him to say, oh, I, I want Sasha to be my go-to for video games, consoles, all that shit. That'd be great if he does. I don't need him to. I don't care. Big Pharma cares. Big pharma sustained their well, livelihood. Now have gone off of prisons to big pharma. Yeah, the predatory. It's just capital. another episode of meandering. Where you've been the last year this is what we do. Knock them all down, or at least talk about them to where they can be knocked down a peg or two from where they're at. Because well, I think the first thing you're going to have to
0: do is you're going to have to eliminate the human need or want to think that they have to take a drug that makes them feel better. Super. <laughs>
1: So well, how do you do that? Why, why do you think know, cold
0: Turkey? I mean, I think this goes back to tribal days and a witch doctor. I always having some sort of remedy or sure. an
1: elixir. But why do you think Morgan other countries have done such a better job of regulating the pharmaceutical companies in the ways the U S has not, because I can actually show you the differences when it comes to regulation of the pharmaceutical companies in, in Europe, in Australia, Canada, um, compared to the U S in, in what way? Uh, when it comes to, um, for instance, this is when shit all over Cory Booker, too, another Democrat, um, he voted against legislation that would have uh, made it easier for us to import cheaper drugs from outside of uh, the U.S. Basically, that would have made it easy for grandma and grandpa who can't afford shit uh, to get their drugs that they need. Um, so that's one way example of a politician. Gets money from Pfizer, sure. uh, doing what they want instead of what's better for the people. The other form of regulation that I'm talking about is, uh, when it comes to it making it harder for patients to get drugs from their doctors. And on all these uh, commercials you see on TV where it says, Ask your doctor about ass- asshole Zeneca or whatever, <laughs> 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 yeah, man, I like it's it. coming. It makes you that's not a good asshole. one, yeah. SNL might steal that one from I you. wrote it, they can't. But what I'm saying is, is that they, you. The way you can market to people in other countries – and I have friends that are from Europe that came over here and like, you guys are crazy. I'm like, what are you talking about, Lance? Yeah. He goes, we don't see these drug commercials like we have in your country. They're everywhere. So how they're able to advertise to people – The propaganda model. The propaganda is one mm-hmm. thing. Um, the way people are, are able – they have to go through more loops to get certain narcotics <laughs> in other countries uh, compared to the U.S., So that kind of stuff, Morgan, the propaganda and you getting your hands on narcotics is harder in other countries than it is here in the U.S. Um, The profit that they make, too, um, is, is different in other countries because of how they're regulated when it comes to who they can sell to and how they can sell it. So there's multiple examples, Morgan, I can show you of how things like the pharmaceutical company, for example, companies are regulated in other countries compared to how they're regulated here in the so U.S.
0: what I'm failing to see is why this is the pharmaceutical company's fault.
1: It's not that it's their fault. It's, it's Society has a responsibility to regulate them. The fault is—
0: And we come back to lawmakers being a big part of this problem right. by not making the regulation. So I don't—it's hard to hold things against Pfizer, who we had a I conversation was- earlier today where you were telling me uh, well, there's no law against it, so I don't really see what's wrong with it. Well, there's no law against what they're doing, so I don't really
2: see what's wrong with it. Ah, so I see. Um, yeah. So I don't want to bring up that conversation yet because it'll get us on a, a, a side. A side. <laughs> we well, we'll probably need to be thinking quest. about wrapping up. Yeah, we we should wrap up, uh, but we can stick on the pharmaceutical talk here as as in closing. Regulate
0: the hell out of them. I have no problem with that. Mm, but I don't
2: think that gets it done because regulations for. These you, can treat, you don't think it's done. You, no, you can't think it just gets like, it done. I don't think regulation gets it done. I think it's the same problem with social media, and that
1: I just you know, gave examples about how people in other countries or places in other country, or other parts regulation of regulation
2: in small countries like New Zealand and Australia, it can get stuff done yeah. because you have a smaller demographic to really just hop on board. Could you imagine <laughs> if uh, the guy who's hooked to or the parents who have an eight-year-old on Ritalin or Adderall right now are all of a sudden told in the next year or two, you're going to have to parent your kid. (laughs) Your kid's going to have to naturally improve school. I don't know that you can take that stuff away. I know. That's what I'm getting to here is that regulation maybe does not get the problem resolved what is the what do we do then because regulation is only practical right thing. I drug think use of. is the problem right or or the the dependency on drugs to s- resolve our issues as human beings yeah perhaps is the the demand part of this problem that morgan will say is just being supplied and yes. that that's just the laws of capitalism and that's <laughs> going to continue to go so if you can't shut the demand down I'm I'm sorry. If you can't shut the, the supply yeah, down, addiction. you shut the demand. So here's where ex- life experience may come into play. Well, talking about talking about how you've abstained from I don't a life of pharmaceutical addiction, or talking about how I've never been on a prescription other than when I broke my ankle playing basketball and they gave me anti-inflammatories. So having the discussions about what living a life removed from all of this feels like might be a step in the right direction. I don't know that you you can coerce people into thinking that they can be cold turkey off something that they depend on for diabetes or That's very different, but yeah. mental illness is a quite different animal because I I'm not there yet on mental illness. I'm not there on anxiety. I'm not there on things that I feel could have been manipulated and controlled to say this is a problem. Here's the solution. I, I don't know. I don't even know what anxiety is as far as the pharmaceutical definition is concerned. Because it could be very...
1: It's very broad.
2: Broad, and then you're given something that you're hooked on for a long time that you build a dependency on to alleviate what? Maybe some natural things that human beings should be experiencing? I don't know. I, I don't
0: know. I don't want to put myself in a position where I'm speaking for somebody who has an out of control child where something like Ritalin or Adol makes just a huge difference in their life.
2: What about speaking for the parents who see it as a way out and a quick fix? See, but the thing is, I
0: don't know that very many do. I, I think that they probably come to some realization at some point that they Do they they've got do to the do something do it for I, them. I don't I don't I, I think that it, it starts probably, I don't with know where teachers? it would start. Probably starts with school and be misbehaving in school and a school basically telling you, if you don't do something about your kids, you kid can't, can't come
2: back. Well, the school is a prison industrial complex too. Yeah. We'll save that one for another day. Um, um, because they're big as, big, see all the problems here. All the problems are, well, you're about to, re- you're about to have a bunch of private schools. The privatization
0: of privatization of schools Education. is about to
2: take place. Cold Turkey. Just. Cold turkey is the easiest. That's how I stopped smoking weed. It's how I stopped drinking alcohol. Yeah, I I just woke up one day and said I'm not going to do it. It's,
0: it's, I don't know. It's I, there's probably some very real stuff there that has to be addressed, and you know, perhaps you know riddling or out or was it the best way to do it, or to have a, someone on it for very long periods of time may not be the best way to do it. But to say that you know, hey, we didn't have to, we didn't have this drug in 1950, and we're all okay. I don't know that that's the best way to approach that. I think it's, I think you can say that maybe we've come to real, the realization that some people need a little extra help.
2: I mean, look at Kanye. Jesus. <laughs> I don't, you save this one for another day, but I, I think he's bipolar. Okay. And I would say, what does that mean? The, the planet's bipolar. As above, so below.
1: <sighs> Do we not all have a sense of duality? There's a significant difference between that and somebody who's has a clinically a chemical, diagnosed. Why? Chemi- there there could be a chemical imbalance uh, involved there. That is a tangible scientific need yeah. I mean, for we- a, a drug. Um, but I, I, I think there are situations where people do need drugs. I think there's also a situation. There's too many situations where the drug companies make you think you fucking do. Absolutely. There's restless leg syndrome, which might be a thing. Um, but we are going to the go towards explosive diarrhea might be a thing. Well, there's oh, a drug for there's a, a drug for everything. George Carlin warned about this. Going back to him, I don't like Bill Maher, he gets on my nerves nowadays, but he was right when he talks about the, the shit that the drug companies push on us. Like like I said, there's gonna be a drug called Asshole Zeneca, where if you have a shitty personality, they're gonna be <laughs> ask your doctor. You're, yeah,
0: you're I ask. agree. You know, regulation on the ask your doctor is probably a good idea. It might even be a better idea to, to to get doctors more involved in a diagnostic of what's wrong with their patient.
2: Um, really, I think I think the exact opposite. I think people just need a bit of sovereignty. I, and a bit I
0: can't of, tell you how many times I went into a doctor's office and you sit in the waiting room for a while, then they drag you in. They're a mechanic for they, the human body. Then they, they drag you into a room, man. and then a, a nurse writes things down. The doctor comes in and in 30 seconds has already decided what you have. Sure. And, and is. And I'm telling you, if he gets more involved with it uh, and spends more time with each patient, slows down, uh, it might it might have a better uh, outcome.
2: So when my brakes make a noise, I should go to you the can't mechanic. Compare,
0: you cannot compare fixing a machine to fixing a human.
2: Yeah, you can. No, you cannot. I think doctors treat humans like machines. I think the way they study the anatomical makeup of someone and their brain and the way they're educated on it, it's literally just like – But to like, Morgan's,
1: Morgan's analogy, Sasha, you wouldn't want to go to a mechanic that basically assumes what's wrong with your fucking car and tells you to go home and put oil in it. All mecha- – no. Like
2: <laughs> – But I also wouldn't want to go to a mechanic who tries to coerce me into getting $1,500 worth of – uh, repairs you ever try when to I get got a your, fucking squeak.
0: Yeah, uh, you ever try to get your oil change lately? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's hey, the point. Your spark plugs are here. Let me play your Oil change you.
1: equals physical. I think you guys so are you go to you, you want it. You want a doctor, you want a mechanic that's going to look at the situation with nuance and not just there to get you out the fucking door and no, take your money.
2: I, no, I want a doctor who's going to give me a physical and not try to sell me on, um, or who's going to give me an oil change But it's not going to try to tell me that I need my air filters replaced, my uh, brakes redone, all of this before the shit hits the fan. Like, let me take care of my car on my own. Stop trying to get more money out of me right now. I came here for an oil change. Don't get me hooked on a prescription. So when
0: you go in for a physical, your doctor's not going to talk you into taking medication unless something is wrong with you. But.
2: What I'm saying is there and might he's not, not be anything wrong with well, you.
0: Well, and he's not going to diagnose anything wrong with you unless you tell him, oh, I'm feeling this, oh, I'm feeling that. And, that, and then he's going to diagnose you with something because he's not looking into the problem. He's not doing any nuance to it. Right. He's treating you like the oil change guy. And getting he's just more money you, out of you. Maybe.
2: That's it. We should all be our own doctors.
0: Oh, my God. You
2: are so wacky. <laughs> when it comes to this stuff. Not even you don't think you should be your own doctor, a guy who wants to build his own. Uh, I'm not going to be my own proctologist.
0: No, sir. Don't want my wife to be my proctologist either.
2: That's a little different, Morgan. That's just because of the uncomfortableness of the, the attributes of what a proctologist does. Oh, well, it's
0: so much better to have a stranger down there.
2: You don't want to. Okay. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh, you're not. Okay. You don't want to be your own mental health assessor.
1: Check this out.
0: I'll be the first to tell you that if I wasn't feeling right and my wife said something, my behavior was erratic, I would want to be fucking evaluated. You're damn straight,
2: I would. I wouldn't go, "Mm, maybe I should drink more water. (laughs) Uh, Maybe I should change my diet. You're, so your wife would be the doctor in that case. That's good. That's a okay thing. It would might not be in.
0: my wife. It might be me coming to the realization that why is it I'm arguing with everybody that I come in contact with when the, you know what the common denominator is? Me. Maybe there's something wrong with me.
1: Check this guy's. Uh, I
0: feel like you have this but really bad pray, Somebody's waiting, of,
2: to on that, on waiting to prey on that. Not everyone
0: is waiting to prey on you.
2: I think the systems that are set up in this country of predatory capitalism tell me are waiting for you to
1: have a, a weakness and that's it. This is from the Lowen Institute. Check this guys. Check this out guys. It says in 2015, almost half 48% of all doctors in the U S received some kind of payment from the drug or med- medical what device a industry. We, a- according to JAMA pharma. study, kickbacks are illegal, but it's not illegal for Big Pharma to pay physicians' fees for speaking, consulting, meals, and travel. They're lobbyists. Everybody's a lobbyist. The politicians
2: are lobbyists for people. The lobbyists are lobbyists for politicians. The people that Miguel is speaking of here are lobbyists for, or, I'm sorry, doctors are lobbyists for Big Pharma. It's
1: the way the system is built. Well, to be fair, only 48%, not all of them.
0: (laughs) Uh, You worked at a hotel when somebody would come up to you at the front desk. Literally lobbyists. Yeah. And when somebody comes up to you and goes, hey, I need a ride to an airport. You know who you call? You know, you call the guy who's going to kick you back money.
2: No, that's who who you called, Morgan. I I radio the van driver who works for the hotel. Well, sometimes you don't have a van
0: that goes to the airport or the hotel you work at. Then you call and I a taxi
1: service. You call the
0: guy who's going to pay you money to, to, for that call. How Absolutely. do you know who you that guy that is? Because he comes into the lobby and says, "Hey, if you if you ever have anybody needs to go to the airport, I'm your guy, and
2: I'll give you this much." And money. And whose fault is it that he gets the call? Is it his fault that he exists, or is it your fault that you pick up the phone, and you dial that guy because you get a little something in return? What I'm saying is. That okay. it's your fault for being corruptible. It's my fault for being corruptible.
0: Not the guest that needs a ride to the airport and can't arrange one on their own.
2: <laughs> right. How do you provide them a system to arrange one on their own? They have a fucking cell phone, they right? Do now, yeah. they, I mean, holy shit. <laughs> oh, well, think about Uber. I mean, holy so shit. I don't think Uber's cut into the, you don't think Uber's cut into a little bit of this in the hotel industry. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it has a little bit. Okay but, I'm, you also sure, it in the but I'm also sure industry.
0: there are Uber drivers that walk in who don't want to pay Uber the extra money uh, and have 50% of your fare taken out. It's a beautiful
2: conversation. It's beautiful, but you can't apply it to big pharma. Because but
0: what I'm saying is you shouldn't be surprised that these things happen, that somebody who's willing to push a drug goes into a doctor's office and tries to educate them on the drug they want to push and try to get the guy to push it. This should not be a shock
2: or surprise. It's not. This does not
0: make the doctor predatory.
2: The problem is there are ways out in the everyday layman world. If we don't want to rely on the hotel or be a victim of like some inside, uh, deal that the guy work in the hotel and the taxi driver have, you can pick up the phone and you can Uber. You can take control of the situation. Unfortunately, within the confines of some of these systems, you cannot take control. When you are walking around the streets with a bag of pot on you, you don't have control on whether or not a cop pulls you over and says, yeah, you're serving the next 15 years in jail. You don't have control over whether you walk into a doctor's office and the doctor says, you got high cholesterol. We're going to need a CT scan. You sure do
0: have control of that.
1: You can walk out of the and office. go to the,
0: and go to another one and get a second opinion. Oh, I don't know.
1: There's too many people that are so all they have is their doctor's opinion. They're scared to go anywhere else, so it, it kind of sucks. For I
0: them. urge you guys to listen to the podcast about Doctor Death. I urge you to.
2: Yeah, people with no sovereignty who caved into a guy's diagnosis and it led to their death. It comes down to sovereignty, self awareness. Control over your own decisions and your own life. That's it. That's all it comes down to. They but all
0: had don't... control. They all had control.
2: They did. Hearing this coming from the guy who thinks nine out of ten people are sheep is very strange. <laughs> it's very strange. Because if I'm on board with what you're what you say about people most of the time when it comes to the lack of self-awareness and sovereignty. Then when
0: you're talking about your health, okay? When you're talking about your livelihood, taking one person's opinion on everything and taking it for 100% truth, you get you people that doesn't take critical thinking to say maybe this isn't right.
1: <laughs> I think it takes it's paramount critical thinking. I don't think thinking. it does. You would agree that critical thinking is something that we underestimate is important in everyday life, whether you're going to the fucking doctor, whether you're watching a commercial on TV, that it's you know this, you're
2: in a classroom being educated by a single
1: teacher.
0: Critical thinking, when it comes down to it, is problem solving.
1: You both seem to agree that regulation is not the solution at the end of the day, which is very interesting to me. Since so, I think the only I thing think
0: you gotta regulate, I and then That's you gotta
1: educate
2: the doctors. Warren G's gotta regulate. Uh, and the <laughs> regulators got to mount up, but it ain't to eliminate politicians. Everything. I don't want to eliminate everything. I want to restructure everything in a modern world that isn't working towards predatory greed being its backbone in every
1: fucking nook and cranny. It has to be both. It has to be. We have regulation, but there is a cultural shift in which we are fucking conscious of what's happening to us. You know, it has to be both, Sasha, because you're not going to get anywhere without regulation. You're not going to – unless you cage things, then it's it's not going to make any difference in the practical sense. But we've you never are also either, right. have never tried it. <laughs> what I'm saying is that you, you're both right. You, you have to have regulation. It's inevitable. You have to – other countries have shown that. It doesn't have to time, come
2: from the traditionalists, the traditional sources of regulation. It just doesn't. It can be a – a how else self, are you
0: going to enforce
2: it? Self-initialized regulation,
1: and how does that work? Did that exactly. work for the racists in the South, or do no. we have to put in regulation? I think racism in their fucking place.
2: Yeah, but racism is a mental. So it's is a this. mental thing.
1: This is we're talking about critical thinking.
2: You're talking about a cultural uh, shift. I thought we were talking more is. about the details of like physical ailments of health of all of these things that lead to our dependencies on these these
1: predatory systems yeah we're we're talking about designed for that we're talking about predatory capitalism predatory capitalism is a problem we all agree on that what i'm saying is regulation has to come into play and there has to be a cultural shift i got what you're talking about because again you said well racism is not the same as predatory capitalism the reason i'm using that as an analogy here is because motherfuckers back in the 1950s and 60s we're out there saying, no, 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 man. They can't be government regulation when it comes to segregation. We're going to let the culture change. We're going to let people change. <laughs> that doesn't fucking work. No. No. History in the U.S., Sasha, has shown that Americans are not capable of um, people who are smart and acknowledge there should be a cultural shift like you. Uh, I'm not American. Point being uh people there are uh, you're so american I, you are now motherfucker <laughs> what i'm saying is that there, there are in a, in a huge population like the u.s there are those who acknowledge the way things should be there's too many people who are regressive who don't give a fuck and so you can't depend on a cultural shift to take place while people are suffering you just can't that's why regulation has to come into play that's why the civil rights act came into play Fuck those motherfuckers who didn't want black people to sit to them next to the diner. We're not going to wait for them. We're going to put in legislation that's going to make a difference, and it's going to be like that when it comes to racism, sexism, and when it comes to predatory capitalism. Um, it,
2: well, then you're you're alluding to like a new uh, a new way of of living the American life, and I don't know that you can convince enough people that there's anything wrong with the old way of living the American life, unless they have sorts of the, these sorts of discussions in depth about why there's so many problems
1: with the traditional way of living Life the traditional, in this country. The traditional way of living life in this country has changed throughout our history. There right. was a traditional yeah. way of living life where and we it had changes slaves. every decade.
2: Yes, but people are more resistant than ever before in relinquishing an old lifestyle.
1: We're not I killing each other on disagree. the battlefield like the
2: Civil War. Like, what, but, what lifestyle's
0: not was is being
2: is being I, held on to. I think that. Unhealthiness in this country is being held on to more than ever before. The rise in obesity and the rise in mental health issues, which is general unhealthiness in my estimation, and what we subject ourselves to, and the fact that people don't realize that information is food for the brain and what you intake has an effect on your understanding of things. Just that general concept is over people's head and they don't care enough about that sort of stuff. They don't care that they're cheap. How do you change that? If it comes down to regulation. Okay.
1: I 100% agree with you that there's too many people in this country that either don't understand or don't give a shit what's happening to them. However, where I don't agree with you is this idea that people are more stubborn now than they've ever been. I don't know. Like I said, uh, People were so stubborn, they were willing to kill each other on the battlefield over slavery. People were so fucking stubborn when it comes to black people being able to vote that they were willing to kill black people. So we've had situations throughout our country, Sasha, where people are so stubborn they can be dangerous. Now, I don't don't know. I think the good news is, is that even though people are dumb and they're not conscious or don't give a shit or they're too complacent with what's happening right there when it comes to our society and social media, but I don't know the good news is social. I don't think they're as they're as stubborn as you think they might be. I think that that documentary we just watched is and its success is a reflection or indicative of that people can actually fucking change.
2: The watching of that documentary is one thing. The absorption of it and the, the change is another Now, remove yourself just for one moment from the subjective, like, what you've seen subjectively as it pertains to that that documentary. You said you've had family members and friends who've watched it, and they've all had
1: discussions with you on it. I've noticed a lot of people that have deleted their social media because of that fucking
2: documentary. Where's
1: the data on
2: social media drop-off and sign-ups to support that
1: on a larger... Spectrum, and then I'm on board with everything you're saying. I think it's hard to quantify months after that damn documentary. We I think can do it s- a
2: week after an election.
1: It should be very simple. Those are votes. It's not the same as is tallying motherfuckers that have have deleted their social media. And it's not going to happen overnight. It Look at me. Be. Look at me. Yeah, I've deleted most of my social media except Facebook because of a handful of relatives. But I'm about to do that too. So it's it's not going to happen overnight. I think the good news is. Regulation on social media is coming. Where's the drop in people visiting their doctors and
2: prescription medication over the last ten years? All I see is that's a this. different animal. Well, but but we're talking about all of these reasons to why I think people are stubborn. Well, I see people's dependency on drugs going through the roof. I see people's dependency on politics going through the roof. Politicians, specific. Mm-hmm. I like politics. Not crazy about the politicians. <laughs> I see people's dependency on screen time going through the roof. I see people's dependency on fast food through the roof. yeah, all of these things that should be if if the general consensus in the general population is malleable and they can be gotten through to and they can see some semblance of of reasonability within their grasp
1: these things. Should be leveling out a little bit. What's the time frame? Because you're absolutely right. Over the last 30 years, that's what we have been. Seeing a lifetime? Last
2: a lifetime, perhaps? Okay. So, so that, in that's my lifetime. Good news.
1: That's the good news. This is what's occurred. In your lifetime so far, you're young. You're only about 35, 36 years old. Uh-huh. Okay.
2: So you're young as shit. In Morgan's lifetime, what's been happening in all these, all these charts? I'll go through here. In my grandma's lifetime, what's been happening all her life? It's the same thing. So- I don't want to wait until my grandkids' grandkids' lifetime. It's I won't not going to
1: b- be that far from now. Trust me. It's – it's what we're seeing now is the start of that being conscious of the thing you're talking about, the dependency on fast food and drugs and satisfying our impulses, and being basically fucking monkeys. We are conscious – Splitting of, the coconuts for fucking yeah. the cor- corporate but, machine. But <laughs> –
0: we Yo, are being chained to trees and have to throw the coconuts down. That's right. We've been
1: conditioned Monkey to slavery. be a certain way under unfettered capitalism for the last 70 years. Yeah. This generation, especially when I speak to Zoomers, I'd love to let you speak to my nephews. That would be fun. You would be shocked at what they're saying. It's what we're saying. And that's what all their friends are saying. They still have plenty of friends that are addicted to Instagram, but. They're made fun of in ways that when I was addicted to Instagram as a young guy, I wouldn't have done. So I have a, a perspective speaking to the Zoomers. Um, sometimes they do stupid shit. Sometimes they don't have an understanding of things. They don't have that chance to have our perspective yet. Um, but the good news is after speaking to them, I do feel that we are gonna be seeing a leveling off that you're hoping for sooner than you think. Um, you just gotta speak to them. At what
2: cost? That's my next question. I don't know what you mean by what cost, because I I believe that in order for this to accelerate in like a plateau, or mm-hmm. I'd take a plateau, I'd take a plateau over a constant rise, but I would like to see a bottom out, like a a literal like pew, that's drop. gonna take a while, yeah. Even the plateau. What's the cost of let's just talk about plateaus for five minutes in closing here? <laughs> What's the cost of plateauing with COVID? If we want to see a stoppage in something that is within the realm of our cease, like cut it off. It is it is within the realm. It's only been nine months. We can we can slow down the spike. This isn't something that's been around for 30, 40, 50 years. It's not something ingrained or that we've been super hyper conditioned to believe one way or another. We can sway the pendulum. And if people are woke enough to sway the pendulum and there's some camaraderie in this country and there's unity and there's waking up across the board. And it's not just in nooks and crannies. What's the cost of? plateauing something that's killing a quarter of a million people within nine months the cost rhetorical question the cost is other people relinquishing their idea of what that means yeah
1: but it's not happening yeah i see what you're saying um the cost on an ostensible level is um people willing to sacrifice their comfortableness, if if that's the way to say it. I mean we were talking their, about their ideology. Yeah. I mean the cost of being able to defeat COVID or making it plateau is getting people to let go of their ideology. At the end of the day, that's what it is. When they stop thinking about this as um something political, that's the baseline. Something I mean, religious even. Right. Something that interferes with your your normalcy given right uh, or like or almost, your dogmatic way of living life yeah i mean that that's that's the cost is getting people to sacrifice that on a mass level um it's gonna take like you talked about the first time of this it's gonna take more people dying to shake people out of that complacency because right now i can guarantee you there's still motherfuckers in florida Speaking at their town hall, saying you want to destroy God's way of breathing. How many people have died of drug overdoses in the history of this country? How many people don't know those who have died of drug overdoses? Sometimes whenever you have a brother or sister who fucking dies of it, yeah, it gives you a clear perspective. You're right. I'm not hoping people die. I'm just saying in It December, seems like
2: it's the way that nature sort of holds its...
1: It's finger and wags its finger in our face. Slaps saying, you in the fucking face yeah. is what it is. I don't know what the numbers are going to be in January when it comes to the deaths. I'm worried about it. Uh, did we have like 100,000 cases in like Just one a day couple weeks
2: ago. We were talking about this before you showed up. So it makes, makes me think you got wires somewhere here in this room. Of course, I do. <laughs> uh, no. We were talking about this uh, late October is when the the resurgence of big numbers, like sixty five thousand plus cases. Now we're at a hundred thousand cases a day, pretty consistently. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, but we're just now seeing the death, uh, the daily death counts of COVID being well over a Fifteen hundred, I believe, was the the number today, and that's. I asked Morgan, how long does it take for someone to die from COVID in your best estimation? And we both deduced 10 to 14 days on average is a safe zone. So we're seeing 1,500 correlated back to a period where there were about 60,000 cases per day. So, yeah, like you're suggesting. We're in the hundreds of thousands of cases a day now. Just mathematically speaking, statistically, if that trend line continues, you're talking about 2,500 deaths. Uh, or 22 to 2800 would be my my window, my range of what we see consistently, because yeah. we're consistently at 100,000 cases. That doesn't make the 1500 to 1800 disappear any quicker. Right. Those are going to be consistent until we catch up with the consistency of the cases. It's like a staircase that just continuously goes up. And the fact that the fact that the curves dip down eventually, it's not cause for joy or celebration. Because the curves come right back up. This is like the third wave if you look at the chart of the nine months and you see the humps that America has um, endured as far as COVID deaths are concerned. There's the initial surge, plateau, summer surge, plateau. And here we are. It's not the wave of the virus. It's the third wave of it having an effect on us as far as case rise and deaths are concerned. But we're back in this fucking revolving door of denial. And I don't think there's as much as there was, clearly, but there's still some. <laughs> and it's like,
1: yeah. Full disclosure. How long? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually thinking of uh, going quarantining myself for the rest of the year
2: uh how strictly are we talking i'm talking
1: i'm not going to any store or sit down restaurant or even maybe even fast food for the rest of the year um and i think what shook me out of my own complacency was looking at the numbers this morning here in the dallas area alone
2: texas just hit a million cases um yesterday and has eclipsed like a handful of european countries uh just our state alone
1: yeah that's pretty pathetic mm-hmm. um so i i don't see myself doing any kind of shopping for the rest of the year all of my stuff is gonna be delivered my groceries <laughs> slow um, down man it's nah, man I'm, I'm i'm gonna just play it careful uh
2: that's that's a a reasonable and safe thing to do um i i have i'd like to think i have faith in the mask concept that a mask can prevent you from having to deal with this period. Um, I don't know that it does completely because there's new data coming out every day. That's like the droplets and the, the actual virus itself in aerosol form can just, you can get it on your skin. It could stay there for hours. The mask, Can't help you. It it certainly reduces the risk if you're engaged in conversation with people and close quarters with people. Yeah. But when it comes to shopping and moving around, I don't know how much it helps because I'm not. I'm not. I wear a mask everywhere I go, but I'm not stopping and talking to anybody that I'm engaging with other than the cashier, and I hardly talk to them.
1: Your interaction is obviously minimal,
2: right? So I'm all for masks still, a hundred percent. I'm trying to think of what the next step without complete quarantine shutdown and of myself would be, and I can't think of one. So yeah, it's like you either, um, continue on with having some semblance of, of normalcy when it comes to out and aboutness. Mm-hmm. Um, or you just go back to complete shutdown and complete isolation. I'm I'm having to have that reckoning moment right now as we speak. Now that you've mentioned it, is what I'm suggesting. So, yeah, um, eh, I haven't had it up to this point, up until now.
1: No, the numbers are scary, mm-hmm. um, and I think that we've been distracted because of all this, this shit the shit show. Yeah, that is the election. Um, we both on the right and the left have become incredibly complacent and have ignored the numbers if it wasn't for this election that would be the conversation oh, Seriously, yeah <clears throat> everywhere
2: somehow some way the election hijacked and it should stop very quickly um because i don't think that what's going on with all of this residual stuff is as important as 1500 people dying day by day this is a 9-11 every day but morgan suggested earlier that people don't see that right yeah you um, don't see it well h- how do you they certainly see all this trash election shit because it's in their it's what it's it's everywhere they go, so you got to make this everywhere people go, right Covid for them to take it seriously honestly,
0: the death rate's got to increase tenfold if you want people to take this seriously. <sighs> The survival rate of ninety eight percent has most people going. eh, I get it. I get
2: it. Yeah, nine months into the thing, they don't know the ramifications. They're tired ramifications, of, being, they're tired of it. They're
0: tired of twenty twenty. They're tired of this. You're not going to get them to lock back down.
1: I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're going to lock back down again either. Mm-hmm. I think that. Oh, definitely not in this state. <clears throat> God, no. no,
2: no. I mean, I El Paso the- faced ramifications from state. Government for shutting down their city.
0: Yeah, it's a bit dumb. Anyways, but that's Dan Patrick.
2: I think I think this is a good sign that we end with COVID because I mean, it means that. And you know the hotspots right now, right? Uh, where? Wisconsin, Illinois,
0: Indiana, Michigan. Oh, Midwest voter out? The turnout. Midwest. Uh. Well,
1: those are all blue states, bro.
0: And those are also all states that have. Chicago's got a major crime wave going on.
1: Mm. How the hell's that happened during COVID? <clears throat>
0: what the fuck is that? I mean, this, this map's ugly, gentlemen.
1: You see your, uh, your laptop working. You? Uh, oh, that's COVID? That's COVID. From the New York Times?
2: Yes, from
0: the New what York Times. What is
1: this time we're looking at at this yeah. map?
0: Most most current, most recent.
1: You didn't realize earlier this year it was all this and <laughs> this that was completely red. Yeah, now no. the it's middle it. part of the U.S. is getting yeah. the shit kicked out of them.
2: And what's very scary about this particular map is that it's taken eight months for it to really sink its teeth in, like and and get going. But now it's gotten going.
0: Well, it's per baby. We're headed there.
2: Well, I'm, I guess what I'm saying is it's permeated. The small town. At this oh, I don't point. know about that. No, not small. Small. I'm talking about twenty-five thousand and up population. COVID exists. Yeah. Here's what's maybe not in rural Wyoming population sixty-four, where nobody gives a shit about your. Well, actually, economy. you
0: know those states are seeing huge increases, right?
2: Yeah, they are, but they're seeing it in their towns of twenty-five to thirty thousand people. Well, it's like because it's, it's the big towns, right? Yeah, that's that was my point. That the small, small towns are still where people haven't gone to the big city for six months because the big city is four hours away and the big city is fifty thousand people. It it hasn't it's not a complete red map yet. And it shouldn't be. I don't think it will be, but golly. Yeah. Back to back to February, March. COVID talks on meandering, which I hope you partake in and you don't, uh, isolate yourself from the show Show up, uh, in some gear. (laughs) Yeah. Throw, (laughs) throw a mask on.
0: hazmat uniform. Well, we, uh,
2: we do have to consider the, the idea that we've all had this before in very early uh, stages. I think so as well. I think
0: it's already been kind of proven that people who have battled the common cold, um, are, are, seem to have almost no symptoms.
2: I'm talking about more of my long-lasting ailments, but okay, you can go with that one.
0: Well, you know, they're saying people with mild symptoms suffer the most stuff long-term. It's not the people who barely have anything or the people who get really sick. It's the people in the middle.
2: What the hell? Really? Yes. They're the ones that take
0: forever to get back on. It takes them a long time to get back up to speed.
2: Because it's a serious shift in their immune systems. I would say that
0: maybe, but could be they just, I don't know. It just could be the way their body handles it. Their body chemistry, maybe.
1: There's a still so much unknown, which is crazy. Yeah. Have you guys heard of Magapalooza? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun. Is it something <laughs> parlors hosting? It's uh, it has to do with Trump's upcoming events. Here we are talking about how COVID's skyrocketing in the U.S. and Trump is playing multiple rallies.
2: You know how we make Trump go away? I got it. I got it. Hey, <laughs> there you want Trump to go away? Yeah. <laughs> Magic. There you go. Away <laughs> <from> the <laughs> wand. Poof, he's gone. Holy What's Jesus. Magapalooza and uh, how many people are going to get COVID at it?
1: I don't know, man. Ask poor Herman Cain. Jeez. Um, but yeah, there's different Trump rallies. I don't have time to go to the whole article, but there's and different Trump rallies immune. planned. <laughs> he thinks he is.
0: Well, he had
2: it already. If he
1: had, had it, you believe he had it? I don't know. Yeah, I would say yeah. I think the longer that story, enough. the longer we get away from that story, the more you're like, yeah, did "I don't know." About yeah, don't, we'll never know. It might have been all bullshit, but the <sighs> the fact that he's might planning have been on a having... moon
2: landing, don't even. Hey, how many <laughs> I'm about to come over this table
0: with you on the moon landing?
2: How many people? Let me ask you a question, Morgan. In in fifth closing um of this episode, how many people would have to ag- be in agreement at keeping that secret that he didn't have COVID. How many people talking about five? And you're asking a thousand probably. And you're asking some people to really go out on a
0: limb to have to cover that for you, especially as hated as he is. And as many questions as anybody involved with that probably got.
3: Yeah. I
0: think it,
2: it's either one know. It's one extreme or the other, I think, with this. I think he either didn't have it, or he's literally the reason why everybody around him got it. He was Typhoid Mary. He was situation. the super spreader within the <laughs> White House itself. Yeah. It well, was I think him. they narrowed it down to like the intern or something, right? The yeah, but... She, oh, secretary uh, the sec- or something? I don't know. Is she talking about Hope Hicks? No, yeah, that, the ins so. and outs of that were... They didn't add up. Because I think, well, I think he gave it to then. her. And maybe. Uh, Who knows? We'll never know. Who cares, though? He had it. He had <laughs> what it. I'm interested in... Before well, we if he gets the things
0: vaccination things. in a month...
2: <laughs> then if we... If we if you so know he didn't know. Have... Well, if he gets the vaccination, we should all be very highly concerned. <laughs> yes. Because he's like, for multiple reasons. He didn't have it, or he's got inside information that you can get it, and then four months later, you can get it again. And you can keep on getting it, and it's just... It's the flu. It's the new flu.
1: Do you guys think in April or May they're going to have quantifiable information about how many people died uh, of COVID who specifically were going to Trump rallies? They should.
2: And they shouldn't hide it. And it shouldn't
1: be exclusive to Trump rallies.
2: It should go all the way down to how many people were forced to go to work and got it and died. How many people went to church, got it and died. How many people uh, went to family gatherings, got it and died. And – Some of the atonement for this entire thing in five to ten years, it it can be done in advance of and people can face some of uh, their transgressions at a much quicker rate. And I think it'll go a long way if they do. I wonder
1: if it's if the fog is going to clear a year from now where you have a great um, there's a general consensus of, oh, my God, we were stupid. This was wrong like it was with the Iraq war. I don't know if you remember it when I was a kid during the Iraq war. If, if you protest the Iraq war, you're a piece of shit and you're against the soldiers. Sure. Fuck you. you pre- am patriotic piece of shit. And then believing that the Iraq war uh, was wrong, became the general consensus. It became something that even Trump took advantage of. It, it's the populist idea. Right. So I'm wondering or Vietnam if, for that matter is Another Vietnam. one. There's <laughs> hardly any people that says we should have stuck around longer. Unless you wanted the Vietnam Memorial to be viewable from space. You, probably agreed that it was um, a wrong war. So I'm wondering, in what amount of time will the general consensus be, oh my God, we were stupid. We should have been more careful. What's
2: today's date? (laughs) We're in mid-November. I'm hoping by Thanksgiving. Next year in 2020. No, this Thanksgiving in a couple of weeks. I think hundreds of thousands of people can be saved if people come to that realization very quickly. Of course they can. What do you think Black Friday is going to look like? That should be, uh, but that's the thing. I'm not going out Black Friday. And I've gone out 25 Black Fridays in a row. (laughs) It's funny. We talked about Black Friday this time last year, and we had a whole different conversation. And the episode was Timmy T's and American Greed. It was Coffee and Greed. I was I there? Oh. Yeah, you were there for that one.
1: Was I? Because we we're talking about people like buying their TVs. They uh-huh. must break every fucking year because they keep buying it. Every I'm going <laughs> to
2: revisit that episode. I bet there's some fucking gems in that one. But uh, it, yeah, it boils down to what this entire undercurrent in this episode has been. It, can people put aside their greed for whatever it is for a moment in life? Just. Just a handful of months, whatever it is, if it's working out, if it's having your restaurant open, if it's your livelihood, people have sacrificed worse than that in the last nine months. They've sacrificed their lives. They've sacrificed their health long term. These are significantly um, elevated principles, in my opinion, compared to your business revenue, your need to go restauranting your need to report at an office because your boss said so there's just so many things that i think get hyper accelerated because of the age that we're in and i think the information age this is a great benefit of of the era that we live in it accelerates all of these realizations very quickly because you can funnel everyone's opinion you can aggregate it you can Even if it means giving it to mainstream media and having all of these aggregated individual opinions represented by Fox News, MSNBC, ABC News, and then we in turn re-integrate all that data and formulate the next step, that's hyper-realization or hyper-aggregation of the feedback loop and if people are able to do that they should and i think it gets it all taken care of quickly it doesn't make covid go away but it certainly i two weeks ago you were ready to go back to movies
1: (laughs) and and saying this isn't gonna last long oh i took a picture of studio movie girl tonight sad and the numbers But the numbers
2: have... Were there a lot of cars?
1: <laughs> there was no one. Oh, no one. The but numbers in yeah, the, numbers the have, reality
2: yeah. have tempered your momentary need, not yeah. need, your momentary want for that to happen quicker than it was trending towards. Now yeah. you've got to deal with the fact that you may not be going to the movies for four to six months, at a minimum.
0: Let's well, just rent the whole theater.
2: That's just as bad. I don't know what it is. Not uh, sure. Four or five stranger. of us, you know. Oh, four or five of us is different. Spread yes.
1: out over the giant-ass theater. Yeah. That's cool. I, I
2: could, it's not like $100? Mm. I could do that. Morgan would bucks? troll. He'd find a way to troll. He'd bring a
1: bullhorn or something. Well, I'm trying
2: to
0: watch
1: He'd Scrooge bring a megaphone. and Peace and Morgan's back there on his fucking cell phone just to troll. No, to I,
0: what I would do is I would bring my energy drink.
2: God damn
0: it. Well, it can <laughs> and, get kicked uh,
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: cause I paid for the theater <laughs>
0: I don't know if they serve food they probably could still get
2: kicked out in my movie theater it's BYOB because we're not predatory capitalists and we're oh not my trying gosh. to take
1: your money away Okay, that's a great idea we just Watch want you to see the movie BYOB theaters
2: enjoy the film and tell all your friends about it and they'll come and check it out and they can bring their own drink we don't need to sell you stale popcorn or be unhealthy you know, beverages for the
1: theater Long what, being
2: a, honest? And being, being like, BYOB
1: theater. As long as you shut yeah. the fuck up, bring in a big bottle of liquor. I don't care.
0: The yeah, problem is, I don't think you make much money uh, just showing a movie. Man, then if, that's what needs to change. I, I
1: agree. I, I tell you what, Morgan, I will spend $15 on a movie ticket. Those motherfuckers let me bring my, my own nachos or my <laughs> own beer. I'll spend $15 on a movie ticket tomorrow if I can bring my own yeah. beer in that goddamn thing. Because I'm going to spend that much on one beer anyway. Get right. it going. <laughs>
2: Get it going. UBIs around the corner. We'll have a hundred grand at our disposal. I was gonna say gan. Hundred grand at our disposal within no time. Oh yeah, sure. Let's do it. Consolidate our finances and let's get this movie idea on the road. Let's go We're about the drunks. (laughs) M forty seven. Don't know if that's a gun. Don't know if it's a pill. We're against both of them.
0: Maybe it's a magic wand.